You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take her out garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes like the way garbage Don't sniff smells. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Let's get her. Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. Oh, I like everything. I like everyone. I like living. Life is nice. Life is nice. Life is nice. And what episode is this? If you watch, I, I listen to episode. Uh, what? I can't say it in Spanish. Episode thirty-nine. I don't know why can I went. You say like anything Spanish. in Spanish? Uh, see. Si. <laughs> so yes, you can. Yes, I or, can. <laughs> or no, which ironically is also no in Spanish. Is it really? I, sure. Last time I checked. Shows what I know. All right. So as we said, welcome to episode thirty-nine of You Watch, I Listen. Um, very excited about this week, uh, Taylor. How was your week? Well, okay. I didn't have the. <laughs> Best week. I uh, would well listen. You know, you win some, you lose some. But when you, you're when you you're most. when you're me, I'm, I'm lose all. Oh, what, jo um, Josh, the engineer Blu-rays? is bringing back Blu-rays. I lent to him three the, years ago. What was, what was the first one? It was <laughs> it, it follows. No, it follows. <laughs> wow. That's, so uh, not that was a nice unexpected. So before surprise. I was really interrupted by our engineer over yeah. here. Um, yeah, I didn't have the best week. So I, I, I work in HVAC. We do a lot of boiler removal and all that good stuff. So I'm breaking a boiler, and I have this big-ass chisel and this big-ass hammer. So naturally what happens, I swing and I miss the chisel, <laughs> and I smash the shit out of my hand. I legitimately thought I broke my hand. I kind of wish you did. What hand did you smash? Uh, my left. Oh, so it was your non-fapping hand. Yes, my non-fapping hand. Stranger in the tub tonight. I <laughs> Well, I I mean, I feel like if you did break your hand, you had a cast on. Jerking off with the cast would probably hurt. Well, I I didn't I didn't <laughs> attempt that, and I didn't even attempt the left hand because I'm just not ambidextrous at all in would that it, regard. Would it be weird if I attempted to jerk you off? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. But the one thing I did I, 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 I did work out. I worked out how to play 360 with a broken thumb for eight weeks, and I used my pointer finger with one of the so joysticks there, and okay. my. So there was this kid that Josh and I went to elementary school all right. with, and I'm not going to use his name, but um he was, is his name he Dingus. Was, he was all kinds of fucked up. He was born with that <laughs> esophagus. Um, I gotta they, stop laughing. That's had, so they mean. They had to use his uh, small intestine as his esophagus and everything. Not now, smaller, and, smaller intestines. So this kid, I remember when he would play N sixty four. He would take the controller, and his hand. If you guys remember the N sixty four controller, it's like a trident. It's three. Yeah, it's, it's got the three. You got trident. the one in the middle. Yeah. So the joystick in the middle, the D pad on the left, and then all your other buttons on the right side. Right. And most people would hold it. You hold the middle trident part with right. the joystick middle and then the buttons. Trident. What this kid would do is his hand, his palm and his fingers would rest across the D-pad. Right. He'd grip it, and then he would use his thumb while gripped over there, pretty much holding the left trigger down the whole time okay. to steer it. And I thought yeah. it was the weird... This kid did a lot of weird things. See, there, was a, there was a thing. He, he had a crush on a girl in our class, um, <laughs> and what he did to show his love for her... Oh, now I know who you're talking about. He he ripped <laughs> he ripped the elastic band off his underwear and Left put it on her desk. desk. <laughs> um, uh, Josh Dude. Engineer, that's your microphone today. Dude. Unless you want me to plug that one in. No, 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 okay, okay, that's fine. No, because I was going to say, like, what, when they took out his, uh, his small intestines, they made a haggis? Since his small, uh, part of his small intestine was an esophagus, if he ate too fast, he, it would literally swell up right. and pop out, and sometimes it would leak. That's, <laughs> that's fucking heinous, Ew, dude. dude. Um, some other stuff we're excited about today is uh, we were excited about UFC tonight until we just found uh, out two hours ago that so the bad. champion pulled out of the main event just hours before the event with a fucking hernia, which is probably 
caused by a bad weight cut. More than likely. probably had it, and the weight cut made it worse, so we're pissed about that. That's Um, annoying. Another cool thing for any of you listeners that are interested, um, we got the first ever You Watch, I Listen stickers made up. Yes, we Um, do. We got a few thousand of them, so... Dude, they um, look cool. If you want to hit me up, I'll send you one. Um, Josh Engineer here, if you want some, take some. And also, Um, if you're in the North Jersey area, be sure to look out on random buildings, because we'll we'll be tagging. We're going to tag it. Everywhere, <laughs> like we're playing Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, oh, Thug, Thug One and Two, dude. dude those um, games were great. And the other thing we're excited about is right after this, uh, we are going to record a show which Taylor is about to plug. So Taylor, take it away. So this is coming from our boys over at the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Can't wait to see those homies. Almost. <laughs> um, well, that's yeah. Pretty if it much. gets cold enough. If you like to relax, crack. Fuck you, Josh. Crack yourself a beer and use or use some medical marijuana or violently abuse hard liquor. You are missing out on your new favorite podcast. From drunken stories to video games to sports, fudging. Finn are going to blow your freaking mind hole with the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Chances are you may have fast forwarded through the recent uh, at fuck you with the strobe light. Adds another podcast or streams you enjoy, but we aren't going anywhere. Might as well head to iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher to immediately subscribe and join in on the drunken fun. Which we will be doing later. Yes, you'll be drinking. Uh, well, yeah, I'll not be, you. I'll be driving. We promise that if drinking. you are listening to us while drinking, it is not considered drinking alone. Technically, it is. Visit shotsforlikepodcast.com and choose your favorite listening platform. Follow them on all forms of social media. Drink with us and don't be cunts. Yes. So before you start talking about the homies at Lobo, I had I had to talk to Fudge today. On I, I needed his opinion on 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 an <laughs> album true. that I'm gonna well, I'm gonna give you. Okay. And. He, I sent him a DM. I go, homie, I need your help. He just sends me his number and goes, text me. I immediately text him. Not more than five minutes later, he texts me. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> and I, all I texted back was Taylor uh, YWIL. He didn't answer me for a half hour. <laughs> he totally gave so me the wrong number. I'm legitimately like, thinking. You talk to? Yeah. <laughs> or I'm, men. Yeah, right. Well, most mostly women. But... I, I'm sitting there, dude. He made me sweat it out. I legitimately thought well, I he gave me the that. wrong number, and I'm like, I don't even, I like, I officially haven't even met this dude yet, and do, he's already starting do to you fuck know how with happy me. It makes me like that. Kind of going along those lines is that you and Josh and a lot of our friends, when things start happening to them that are kind of out of the norm, they assume it's me fucking with them. At Immediately, first. there was the one I was doing to Josh the engineer for a while, where every like once a week or so, I would send him a random question at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, do you like? The first thing I said was. Like, like, uh, when's the last time you went to the dentist? Because yeah. I don't know, like six months ago. And then I was like, do you like, like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. And he's like, no. Dude. Doesn't reply. And he goes, what a random question dude, at this hour. Dude, we, yo, like the group chat that room with Quaz and Bob and all them. Yeah. Quaz tells us that he's getting like random texts for someone named Jeffrey. And he immediately goes to uh, Perosi. He goes, are you, are you fucking with me? And Perosi goes, no, dude, I would own up to something like that. He, I, I something similar happened to me six months prior where I, someone signed me up for a Jewish newsletter. <laughs> And I was I was getting texts. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the, the Jewish news. Jews. Jews. <laughs> 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 we're, we're pro. So, we're pro semitism. So so I am, I immediately text Dan. I go. You have to be behind. You were up to something. He goes. Nah nah nah, dude. I would own up to that. You know yeah, I would. You, you know but eventually. it happened for weeks. 
you know that's eventually why I'll just like fess up the things. Good, good. <laughs> I wish. Oh um, my god. All right, why god. don't we get into these reviews? Um, and I'll, I will say, um, do you mind if I go first? Yeah, actually? I was gonna say actually, you go first. So, so, so you gave me. Uh, I'm gonna use a British term, a right good bollocking. Yeah. About not seeing American Psycho. Well, yeah, it's a little weird that you haven't like that. Because it's it's weird to me that like being a Christian Bale fan, right? And you like movies like uh, you like Clockwork Orange, and Usual you like Fight Club, Usual Suspects. Seven. See the, but specifically, like, Ameri- um, not, not, excuse me, um, Clockwork Orange and Fight Club, where mm. it's kind of like, what is actually reality yeah, kind of stuff? Makes you so question what's happening. And maybe you saw American Psycho as just a straight up slasher, which it is 100% not. That's what I thought initially when I when I was watching it, Correct. or even when I knew about it, yeah. right? So before I even talk about what I liked and what I didn't like, or whatever may have you, I'm just going to say flat out, this is the first movie I'm going to give, I'm going to give a 10 out of 10. So I absolutely you. love this movie. Um, how I haven't watched it before is beyond me. And now you it's, feel like a big dummy. It's just like when I watched Sopranos for the first time and, it, and I really liked it. I was like, you know what? You're I the first up. person. I fucked up, dude. But with uh, with uh, American Psycho, yeah, right? Yeah. Christian Bale is really just a phenomenal actor and I think, oh, and, and, and you said this was the first movie where he really took a leading role. It was his or, first, or like, I would say his breakthrough like, lead role. Right. More so than his first like. So, so it wasn't Newsies is what you're saying. Uh, what, he, what is Newsies, man? He, he was in Newsies. <laughs> well, and we're back. Yeah. And no. Uh, so, yeah, but, but it I, was the first time where he was the lead, and you could see what really, he was capable of. Really carried it. So Absolutely. The one thing that annoys me is not the movie, is that I forgot my notebook with all my notes. So, here, <laughs> so here's, <clears throat> here's what I remember. Uh, the the character Patrick Bateman is very well done. Yes, the entire movie is well written. The inner monologue in it is amazing. When you, see I it. love movies that do that. And I think yeah. I think that's because Tarantino did it so well. So yes. when it's done correctly, I love it absolutely. And I want to say wholeheartedly, there's just one thing I can't stand in this world: is people that are so pretentious that it's like so over the top. And what does this movie do? It's it pisses me off with how pretentious fucking Christian Bale is. It's practically he has and, OCD. But the thing was, Patrick in, he was saying inside that he didn't want to be. He hated the superficialness. Right. And then, but he has to outwardly because he want, He even says it to Reese, like, Reese Witherspoon at one point. Spewing. I want to fit in. Yeah, that's exactly and what he said. He's like, we should get married. I'm too busy at work. And he's listening to I'm Walking on Sunshine. Oh my, the, the soundtrack in it alone is fucking fantastic. That was something um, that like... The Hue, I told you about the dude, Huey Lewis in the, the news. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy because I sent you that gif. And then, yeah, we're, yeah, no, and shout out Vince sent me that gif on yeah, Monday when he heard it. It's, it's fantastic. But the other thing that was crazy was that uh, the, the, the soundtrack mixed with certain scenes you wouldn't think would work. And it and does. It does perfectly. Like, specifically when Christian Bale kills Jared Leto or Paul Allen. Paul and, Allen, the owner of the Seahawks who is now dead. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and I, I just love how he's like, how he, he he has like a monologue where he's talking about the artist before he does yeah, something yeah, to yeah. the people. And that's something that was really cool. The part when he's dancing backwards yeah. with the axe and Jared Leto's <laughs> fucked up on the couch, I am hysterically laughing hey, when Paul, that's happening. And then the fucking axe. Yeah. Get a fucking reservation at Dorsha now, you fucking bastard. Dude, it, it's, it's amazing. And then Willem, when the, the scene that ties back By to By the that, way, Jared Leto plays Paul Allen better than Christian Bale plays Paul Allen. <laughs> Honestly. Jared Leto plays Paul Allen than he did the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so when um, the part where Willem Dafoe comes back to Christian Bale and he goes... Huey Lewis in the news. That was no, like he goes, oh. he goes, not a fan, not a fan. That, it's it's so weird, like how much I love this movie and how the parallels I see with Clockwork Orange. You're a th- you're a thousand yeah. percent right. There, there's a lot of parallel and Fight Club as and well. Fight Club. With the um, who really was uh, what's his name in Fight Club? Brad Pitt's character. Well, uh, name yeah. I'm forgetting now. Fink- Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. I- Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel, Finkel um, is a man. So, but no, like I also wanted to say for the ending of the movie, I forget. I ask your interpretation. I was going to say because now we can elaborate. Yes, on it. because I went back and I just forget who asked the question. 
question. Sure. I a thousand percent agree it with you. Fudge. It was fudge. It was fudge. It was fudge. Yeah. Really? I a thousand percent agree. It was definitely in his head. Um, yeah, um, just because I, that part at the end where it zooms in on him and it's like the the confession means nothing. Yeah. All, all this well, means there, nothing. There's a couple things even before that when he's in the the shootout with the police and he shoots the cop car like three times and it blows up. It cuts back to his face and he's even kind of like, what the? Yeah. Fuck? What the fuck? How did that make a car blow up? It was really cool. Like um, I said, it was I very think, well acted. That's I, one thing I, I will think, say. Uh, I think there's a possibility. <laughs> I, I don't think maybe maybe not all of it was in his head because I think he probably killed that homeless person in the beginning. Definitely did. I think that he he was so smart, and it's clear that he's a very intelligent person. Yeah. That he knew that he couldn't live out the the um, the fantasies he had in his head entirely. Yeah. So he saw an opportunity where this is never going to get back to me. It's just another dead homeless guy. They're not going to investigate a dead homeless guy. No. Nah, at I all. I think what his fantasies. Yeah. When that he, he stomped when he stomped out the dog oh yeah i was like come feed on feed me bro. a stray cat on the atm yeah right like <laughs> jesus um, christ so, so when uh, very twisted movie when he uh what was i gonna say when I don't when know. the girl the his secretary is reading through Gene. his notebook and she sees all the drawings i think the killings that you see on screen oh he was illustrating illustrating and, and, and then but then and, it just showed up in his mind exactly, so he was drawing the it. one oh. thing we know definitively did not happen because it was there was the atm saying feed me a stray cat right. which would put into question every event prior well, every it, event that follows it. well wasn't the other thing too was that he like, he's confessing to his lawyer after he had the phone Correct. call and the lawyer is kind of like, like it, you know he's like dude i i had i, I had dinner with paul allen like exactly. in london twice so I think he wanted to live that yeah. out, and I think that he spent. He talked about how much time he spent exfoliating and taking care of his body. Realistically, how much time was he going to have to cover up all these murders if he was doing that? Right. I, so there was one part when he had Gene in the Gene in the apartment, it's like sorbet, and he opens the he opens the freezer, and there's just the head of the model that he stole from the night before. Dude, so uh, it's really well one of, done. One of my favorite. I got to tell this one part. Um, when uh, me, my my oldest friends that you know, Jared Spooner and Kenyatta, were all of like sixth grade, maybe. What what what, uh, what are what? Uh, Ken Kenyatta is great. Ken Yodos. Ken Yodos. That's his other nickname. So one Ken time Yodel we would go to Jared's place and we would like take his uh, Jared's video camera. We try to like make our own like fucking movies. Not pedophilia, kitty touching. We didn't record those. Um, okay. So we would try to make like okay. actual, we would try to make actual Good movies. Cover, and there was a scene where. What? Kenyatta was humping something. And he's going, yeah, look at the camera. He just said look no pedophile. <laughs> no, he was humping something. I don't know. If it, I think it was like an inanimate object. It was supposed to look like. So he's going, he's going, look at the camera. Look at oh, the yeah. Camera. When he's, he's like fucking, he's yeah. like flexing. And, and the part I love. When I, did you know Whitney Houston's debut EP titled simply Whitney, Whitney had four number one singles? <laughs> you like Whitney Houston? Yo, I'm like, no bullshit. I listened to that whole Huey Lewis album this whole week. Oh, dude, it's. The, the movie hip it's to be, one, hip to be so square. I re, it's a great song. When, when, when he when he's killing him, yeah. I don't. It's You'll so never ridiculous. Be able to hear the song the same way how again. well it works. Like as soon as he's done, there's blood all over his face. It's hip to be now, square. If you like, want to, if you want to go and read the book, the book. If you think the movie's fucked up, I read book, the book. The book is uh, there, okay. Let me give you a little premise of the. I want to tell you the book is more fucked up. Oh. There's a part in the book where he tortures one of the girls by putting a um like a, a tube that rats would go through up her puss. Okay. And then puts rats into it to start eating at her fuzzy peach. Oh, they did that on South Park. Yeah, when they took it from the American Psycho book. I was going to say they did on South 100%. Park with uh, Lemmy Winks, <laughs> Lemmy Winks the hamster and Big Gay Al. So you give this movie a ten, a thousand percent I knew, a ten. I knew you'd like it. It's literally right up your fucking alley. It's an hour and thirty five minutes. It's perfect, perfect because it, any longer would get weird. Yes, weird. it would get weird. It's a weird movie as is. Yeah, but like when he's taking off the the facial cleansing mask. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I also think like it shows the humanity of the character when he's like. 
Gene, you should leave because I feel like I might hurt you. Yeah. That was really cool. It, well, again, you know what it I mean? shows that he, he was smart enough yeah. not to take out the axe that he has going on in his well, head. Well, I think also because he's realized that Gene is just trying to get by in this life. And Absolutely. she's just trying to do her job. And she's not a terrible person. There, there's so many pivotal scenes in this movie that stand out, like from exchanging of the business cards. Like, that, that is such a cool scene. scene. No, dude, it's that so scene pissed cool. me off because that, that, that pretentiousness. What about I can't the, stand. The, dude, the gay dude that <laughs> tries kissing him? Um, Stuart? Stuart? Oh, yeah. Dude, yo, he, he comes walking down the stairs. I'll call, call me. Call me. Call me. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad you like it. thousand percent of time. So let me get into your album, which was Oasis. What's the story, Morning Glory? And you were aware going into this that I did not have a high opinion of Oasis. That's fine. Um, so, not but, a lot of people but, do. Um, well, you know what? It's not even that their music that people have a high no, opinion, it's, uh, an opinion against. It's their personalities that make people not want to hear their music. And I could say that just as much. I, could, I also yeah. don't like the radio singles. Like, yeah. I can tell you right Wonder off the Wall. bat, I like this album a lot more than I thought I was going to. But I think it'd be easier if I told you the songs I didn't like. Yeah, tell me right songs away. you didn't like. So there's a few songs I gave zeros to. Oh, Jesus. Wonderwall's a zero, 100%. That's fine. I, listen, you either I, love it or you don't. It's fine. I hated. Or, no, I'm sorry. Give this one a one. If you say the song I'm thinking of, I'm okay. officially I gave, I gave a zero to Champagne Supernova. That's fine. And I gave a one to She's Electric. Okay, good. None of those songs are the one I'm thinking okay. of. If you, so, if you gave a zero to Don't Look Back in Anger, I'm no, officially no. not so, friends. Uh, the first time I heard Don't Look Back in Anger, and I've heard the song before, but I really don't like the beginning of it because I'm like, oh, he heard Imagine by John Lennon and ripped off the piano. But it's right. only in the beginning. It's clearly supposed to be like that. And you could tell they're heavily influenced by the Beatles. Yeah, very um, much so. So I really like Don't Look Back in Anger. I gave that one a three. It actually was a two at first, and I bumped it up because I really did like it's it. It's the best song on the my, album for me. My, my favorite song on the album was Cast No Shadow. Cast No Shadow That is a fun. great song. It's a yeah. legitimately great song morning glory is a good song both untitled are pretty good yep. um the first song on the track hello i didn't like it first and then i was like you know what i actually kind of dig it's this a, it's again I, I very much enjoy records with great opening tracks I, you know so what i mean because if it doesn't have a great so opening I, track i, I usually don't I heard like the it. first two songs i'm like am i fucking listening to infant sorrow because it sounds like <laughs> you would think out dude. this snow yeah. bullshit 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 you sound it's like you're first, from london that's the first thing i thought of and then i'm reading i was like I'm telling you, Russell Brand had to be inspired by the Gallagher's when he made that character. Oh, that was, and I look yeah. it up. Well, he's inspired friend, by himself. He's, he's fucking crazy. He, he's friends with the Gallagher's, Russell Brand, which is where he got the inspiration well, I from. I was going to say, as far as Oasis is concerned, Liam has a very iconic voice, but without Noel, no, dude, Noel, Gall Noel Gallagher is a they're, fucking hit machine. Absolutely. And there, there's some things on the album, like I think some of it is recorded kind of poorly, like it sounds like a little too cagey, well, I, almost. If, if I remember correctly, this is, I think this is the second album, their second big, or it's their first one, I can't remember, but yeah. I remember because like the, their first two albums were their biggest albums, sure. and it was like, like, like they were a huge band, but again, the recording equipment, the recording studio, and yeah. the producers that they had because they had such a high opinion of themselves drove a lot of big time well, producers we, away. We know Oasis you know what I mean? in general has a very high opinion of themselves, but overall, I was actually surprised at how much I like the album um, because my opinion on them has been formed by their public personas, which I this, think well, is well, rightfully so. It, it's they they're they're the kind of guys that they're hard to like because they try so hard to live up to the rock star moniker, right? Like they want to be rock stars. Like we get it, you're rebellious, you're cool, you fight your brother on stage. But if they just stick to the music, they'd be able to pump out fucking ten bangers. They'd, they'd be able to pump out ten good albums, but instead they fucking get drunk and fight each other on stage. If Oasis got along, they would they, they would be in a, they would be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthy for sure. Yeah, I would say prob most likely. Yeah, they're At they're very point, talented. Sure, yeah. The songwriting is great. Um, so overall, this album, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. I can't say I loved it, but there was enough songs on here I added to my own playlist that I liked. Um, specifically, Hello, Roll with It, Don't Look Back in Anger, Hey Now wasn't bad. Some might 
might say it's a really, really good song for being a single. Yeah. And I also remember it from Guitar Hero, and I yeah. loved it on Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah. Guitar Hero 3, yeah. Legends of Rock. Legends of um, Rock, that's right. A, a Cast No Shadow was my favorite. Um, I really hated She's Electric, and it was specifically, I wrote it down, I put one, cringe, one in the oven. Why are they talking about her being pregnant? Um, but overall, I'm going to give this a three out of five. It was a, a, a solid album. I see why you like them. All right, let's get into picks for this week. Um, All right, so, so why don't you give me a movie? I'll give you an okay. album. So the movie I'm going to give you, um, it's a new release, actually. It just came available this week. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite movies of last year because it had all the elements of this genre of film that I want in it. Okay. I'm going to give you Overlord. Um, I just saw this. It was available on iTunes. I yes. watched a preview for it. I completely forgot about Dude, it. Dude, Overlord. So the premise of Overlord is it takes place the day before D-Day, before the beaches of Normandy. Okay. Okay. And a team is sent in to try and take out this tower that they think is a radio jammer of the Nazis. Okay. The first 45 minutes of the movie are a straight up World War II movie. You don't know any weird shit is going on. And okay. it's a well done World War II movie right. to boot. Um, so in in that sense, where when because you've seen the trailers where it starts to get like weird and horror and almost sci-fi. Right. It's a lot like Predator. Where the first 30, 40 minutes of Predator, you don't see the Predator. They're At fighting guerrilla warfare yeah. in the jungle. Right. And it's just they're there to extract Green Berets. And then all of a sudden the Predator comes along and it turns into a sci-fi movie. Fuck yeah. Overlord delivers that in droves. It's fucking Awesome. So literally, it, there's no dumb social messages. There's no overarching is what it love is, right? story. It's fun. I had a blast watching this movie. I have no doubt you're going to like it just as much. Um, th this was easily one of my favorite action movies of the last 20 years on top of it. Okay, it's, perfect. It's how action should be. <laughs> Send me into the bullshit. Start the bullshit. Start the fighting. I don't need my characters to know that they lost their fucking daddy when they were 10. I, just I, throw I, them in there. Exactly. Just don't give me so much character depth. Give me more explosions Dude, the and shit. The first fucking 10 minutes of uh, Predator, it's Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, right. right? And then and then the handshake were hurled around yeah, the world. Yeah, where they're just, they're gripping <laughs> yeah. their biceps, even though fucking Arnold was much bigger than Carl Weathers. For sure. Um, so yeah, Overlord is your pick. And what album are you giving Awesome. Me? So the album I'm going to give you this week, I talked about it with Fudge, and uh, he kind of agrees, but the band I'm going to give you, not on the album. Okay. So the album I'm going to give you this week is none other than August Burns Red, August Burns Red's album, Messengers, from 2007. Okay. Um, this album, like I said, came out in 2007. This is the first iteration of the band that we know today. Um, their Best first, yes, their first album. Their first album was thrill, was called Thrill Seeker. Came out two years prior. Thrillers done by Michael Jackson, sir. Thrill Seeker. Oh my bad. Right. So, <laughs> fucking yeah. Right. That's a great record. <laughs> nah, but uh, like I said, so Thrill Seeker. They had a different singer. They had a different bass player. When Messengers came out, was the first okay. time we know August Burns Red. It's been the same lineup since 2007. Okay. So that's a testament to them. Sure. They've been a grant. They're a two-time Grammy-nominated metal uh, metal band. Are you gonna watch the Grammys tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, probably not. <laughs> I mean, well, I, listen, I, I just want to see if the Fever 333 win, but they probably won't, so that's annoying. Um, but like I said, th th this is metalcore to a T, straight down the line metalcore. They stay in their lane. They're incredible musicians. Uh, the, the best guitar player in the band is their bass player. Okay. Like, um, their drummer is bar none one of the best, and Jake Lurz is not only one of the best guys I've ever had the uh, opportunity to speak with and talk to. Do you have for them? No, well, because, uh, he does a lot of uh, nonprofit non and charity work with people uh, dealing oh, with so you were su there, su suicide you were prevention. Special needs, special needs kid. Well, something like that. Uh, doing doing a lot of like <laughs> suicide. Encourage suicide doing, for you. <laughs> doing like suicide prevention and all that good stuff, right? 
right? I'm a dick. But I, I'm going to give, uh, like I said, I'm going to give you August Burns Red Messengers. Cool. I'm excited I'm, to hear. I, this is my favorite from... album by them. Okay, and Fudge it's... had the exact opposite opinion? Well, no, he, he likes Thrill Seeker a little bit better. Okay. That, that's just him. But, you know, like, yeah, every... but he also has a kid now, so what does he know about doing anything right? Tomato, tomato. Yeah, I mean, exactly. what are you going to do? Children suck. So, yeah. Um, so I actually I have another announcement that I didn't even tell you about. Uh, okay, today cool. was the first day of the Alliance of American Football, the new football league that was started by uh, uh, Dick Ebersole's son. Duh, um, duh. And uh, I already picked my favorite team out because I'm going to I'm gonna commit to this. Okay. Um, it's a team coached by Mike Singletary, okay. um, the Memphis Express. I um, want winners. I have landed us a expert, an actual uh, beat reporter of the Alliance of American Football. Have we? Um, his name is Chuck Lace. Uh, he's going to be calling in next week to give us an update on the happenings in the league. Chucky. So if you can do a little research this weekend, pick your team. Pick your A. Josh, pull up. Do me a favor. Yeah, no, pull up the yeah, AAF give me, teams. Yeah, give me the teams. So we can pick out a team, and I would because, like you to pick out a team because, too, Josh. Because nothing, because like, listen, nothing for nothing, I could give a shit about the XFL. I no, really Dude, don't I'm actually care. excited to see what they do with the AAF. I mean, we'll see exactly what so, happens. I mean, as long as, it, as long as it's given, so is it like spring football? Is that what it is? Like, no, this is, so this or is actually being shown, NFL this season. is being shown on the NFL network as well. Excuse um, me. Yeah, so this is, um, they're, and they're not going to, the AAF is not going to stop guys from if they get an offer from an NFL team to go to an NFL team. Actually, Josh Johnson was their first overall pick, and then they let him go play for the Redskins so, after Kirk Cousins got hurt. No shit. So, so, so is, is this is this like so? Say like people that are like people that like don't get drafted in college Correct. or like don't get picked there's a lot up of or get Christian, cut. Ha Christian Hackenberg's in Christian, the league. Oh, wow. There's a lot of uh, different players. He's so going to stink there pick, too. Pick your team. I well, got the Memphis Express. Can you? So you uh, hear your teams: you the Arizona Hotshots, the Atlanta name, Legends, name sucks. The Birmingham Iron, sucks. The Memphis Express, the okay. Orlando Apollos, sucks. The Salt Lake Stallions, that's pretty cool. The San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. <laughs> I thought that said San Diego left. <laughs> 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 I really did from my... I need glasses, legit. Or you're dyslexic and stupid. Well, that too. I'm definitely no on San Diego. They can go fuck okay. themselves. Fuck San Antonio. Salt Lake Stallions is pretty cool, but they're Mormons. Fuck them. Uh, Orlando <laughs> Apollos. That name sucks. Memphis Express is pretty sweet. That's my team. Birmingham Iron. Was it Alabama? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Sure. Jim Crow. No, I... <laughs> I didn't know where Birmingham was, you fuck. <laughs> I know. I just asked. Atlanta Legends, uh, Atlanta Falcons stinks. So the Legends will probably stink. You should just take Atlanta because if they win it this year when the Falcons couldn't win a Super Bowl, we could really shove it up Josh the Engineer's ass. Well, I mean, you know, because Matt Ryan stinks and everything. But, uh, <laughs> right. uh, or Arizona. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with Birmingham. Okay, I'm, I'm Birmingham, go Birmingham. And Josh the Engineer, who's your team? Which is hard because I like Auburn, too. Like, Sure. I am going to go... Lame. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jerk off. What's your team? Uh, I'm going to go with the Arizona Hotshots because okay. their name is stupid. And the name week, is really stupid. And next week, we will have we will have our expert Chuck Lace call in. So that'll Chuck be So now that we got the AAF out of the way, um, yeah. there were... Um, there was a big Josh. Uh, what, Josh, what, what are you showing us here? Are you showing us like a uh, the players on the teams? Yeah, is that what this is yeah. on the AAF team? What, what team is this? Uh, this is the Arizona Hotshots. Oh, so your favorite Ar team, Arizona Josh Hot Allen. Shots. Let's see, Who John Wilford. I know him. No, John Wilford. He's a QB. Let's Trevor see. Knight. Let's see until we find a player we know the name of. Because there are players that we would know in the league. But it's going to be a lot of guys that didn't get invites. That's not the same Josh Allen that the Bills have. Keep going. I was going to say, like, why, no, why is he playing offensive guard? There's no one on these teams yeah, that I, I can nothing. say. Um, I like I said, I know um, uh, what's his name, uh, Scooby Ray. 
Christian Hackenberg's on a team. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, there was a big news story regarding an actor this week that I really need to talk about. Yes, let's do it. Uh, Liam Neeson. Okay. Uh, Liam Neeson was in the news this week um, because he was telling a story. And maybe, Josh, I should just read the quote at this point. Yeah, correct? read the, re- read right, the quote so, word for word for sure. All right, so let's find the exact quote in this article. Um, Liam Neeson had a movie come out this week called... Okay, if you can uh, skip ad at the top right and just zoom in a Fucking little bit variety. on the quote. And so I can read this. Um, okay, so Liam Neeson recalled a disturbing incident in a recent interview. The actor said after someone he knew was allegedly raped by a black attacker, he walked the streets hoping to kill some black bastard in revenge. And here's the quote. I went up and down the areas with a club, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it maybe for a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. The actor said in an interview published Monday on Monday in Britain's independent newspaper. He used air quotes when saying the words black bastard. Um, there, there's something, this, here it is. Uh, he did not specify who, who had been attacked. He said, there's something primal. God forbid you've ever had a family member of your hurt under criminal circumstances. She handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. Neeson said about the victim's reaction. I asked, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. Neeson went on to add that he did learn a lesson from his reaction to the rape. He noted that he had grown up during the Troubles, a period of huge unrest in his native Northern Ireland, and that while he understood the primal drive for revenge, it ultimately leads to more bloodshed. Neeson is now facing black, backlash, blacklash, backlash for the comments. Isn't that ironic? social media uh, <laughs> users are calling racist. Okay. Um, no. I, 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 no. I, I agree with you a thousand percent already. It, okay, there's there there needs to be an understanding here that there is a difference between things that are racial and racist. Cist. Yes. When you are racial, you're talking about things that their most primary basic notions. And in this case, and this is I I don't believe anyone that tells me if they get into a road rage incident, the first thing they do is look at the race, the look, the hair color of the person in front of them, what they're wearing. You look at the most basic things. And I see people go, "Why didn't he ask how tall they were?" I'm well, sorry, there's a lot of 6-foot motherfuckers in Northern Ireland. You know what there's not a lot of in Northern Ireland, I'm guessing? African Americans. Right. Fair. It, am I saying that he was right for wanting to go out no, and no, 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 no. No, that's I'm, not what you're saying at but, all. I completely the, agree with the, you, though. The, the backlash that is amazing to me is he was speaking from a place to say that it's, it's a place of understanding that this these ideas and thoughts are are where so much of these problems come from. Well, again, here, here's my question. Who leaked the story or how... No, how, he, did the, he did an interview. So he, so he, so he did him. it himself. He was trying to be very real and talk about how... Anyone so, could have these moments of just complete collapse well, in logical so, thinking. So why so why isn't he being, you know, like not I'm not saying being congratulated or anything else like that or being held to a high standard, but why why are people going at him? Because he's telling the truth. That's what I don't understand. Exactly. He's being genuine and, and he's showing you that it doesn't matter who you are in this that world. You can have financially well thoughts. off, a fucking movie star who has everything that you could possibly Correct. want in this life, and he feels the same emotions that we do. If anything, it humanizes him and it also shows you yeah. That he's human too. Absolutely. Why? And Everyone at some point has a primal reaction to when someone close sure, to them is, sin- is sure. not even people hurt. Are, people are more severely mad. People hurt. are more bad about what he said than the idea of his family member being raped. That's that's which the is, sickest fucking part. Which, which is hilarious. It doesn't make any so, sense. Dude. So, and the other thing is that these people that are like blacklisting him and boycotting him are refusing to acknowledge it. He mentioned how long ago these events happened. Was it thirty because years ago? His, not his actions. His thoughts of almost thirty years ago define who he is in twenty nineteen. He he could have easily not said a fucking word and yeah, nothing would and have happened. Instead, it, but instead, people, he tries to be a, a, honest, a, a honest, real, a real person, and show that listen, this is what happens when shit like this goes down. Absolutely. Sometimes 
people make a hard left turn. And listen, people could crack under any circumstance. Absolutely. And the fact that he shared his opinion openly, honestly, genuinely. And he gets we, ragdolled for we, it. We as a consumer and we as a fan should also stand behind him and say, listen, Liam, I understand. I get it. We've all been yeah, there at some, in absolutely. some, in some capacity. We've all, everyone, I don't care what your race is. You've had negative thoughts about races that aren't your own in different situations. Not saying it makes it right, but when things break down in the mo- the heat of the moment, that is normal human nature to feel that way. Well, th- that's and also you have to take into account. It's he was also acting irrational. He was very emotional. Sure, Normally, yeah, a family member was allegedly raped, and the first thing he wants it? to know is what do I do? And I guarantee you, in Northern Ireland, if you're looking for revenge, knowing the race of the person is probably a little bit easier than the height or the weight or the eye color or what kind of jeans they were wearing or if they were Nikes or Reeboks I, dude, or if I, they had all their teeth. <laughs> the fucking race is the first thing dude, you fucking ask. I challenge anyone talking shit about Liam Neeson to go through exactly what he did and not handle it with any higher class and not do anything different that he did. I'm sure, saying, sure. Everyone handles it, handles it differently. Put yourself in his I'm shoes. I'm not saying that if someone wasn't the first thing they said was ask the race about it that they're wrong but I'm saying I understand in the heat of the moment the way people feel and the things they say and the thought process they have is expected to be borderline irrational well, if not entirely well, irrational. Listen, I was going to say listen if anything he took he took that he took that thought and turned it into a movie career where he just kills bad well, guys. Well now he's he's going to have it's, no it's, fucking it's, career it's, now. It's, it's, they canceled his red carpet for the fucking Snowplow movie that so came out. It's so stupid cuz these fucking these executives and Hollywood they have no fucking Balls. They'll make they'll they'll fucking nominate movies like I said last week with the fucking the AMC and Black Panther. Right. We're celebrating Black History Month by putting in a movie for free that is about a fictional story rather than the fi- the the nonfiction stories based on real things. One that came out this year in Green Book, but you go to Black Panther. So. It, are his comments uh, questionable at best? For yeah, sure. sure. But he's no not saying arguing I've that. never. He's not saying I still feel that way. He was acknowledging that to, for people to deny that they have these thoughts that are based in race, uh, to deny that that happens is worse than actually saying it. In so, my opinion. So, so uh, listen. We all know Gerard Butler stinks. So when 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 uh, sure. uh, when a law-abiding citizen comes out and he plays a character that does a very similar thing, except he actually goes through with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When people break into his house, they kill his sure. family right in front of him. Sure. What does he do? He takes revenge. And what happened? People probably love that fucking movie because it, it was a movie. Of course. So it's when a fucking it, movie. So, so, but Liam but that's fine. That's no problem. That, that, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? Because if you like law-abiding citizen and you're giving Liam Neeson shit, you're a fucking hypocrite is what you are. Well, I, if you can point me to a room where I can find more than five people that like law-abiding citizen, that'll be a fucking... That, you Actually, have a good better movie. chance of finding the black bastard. Actually, a good movie. <laughs> Honestly, no, it, it is a good movie. Um, like so, it. but that's yeah, the truth. I just um, I feel bad for Liam here because I, I, I really appreciated his honesty in saying that he went to the most um, a place of just pure rage, and that rage caused him to think these terrible things and these you know quote unquote racist things that I think are more racial than anything else. But people are more upset about that than they were the fact that a family member of his was raped. Despite the fact the same people are the first ones to uh, as soon as someone gets allegations thrown at them, they're guilty. Yep. Um, it's all fucking goofy. There's actually another thing. That's in the news this week, Josh. You might want to pull this up. A classic film, a Disney film that's being accused of being racist. It's not Song of the South. That's just a great, wholesome movie. Um, (laughs) Mary Poppins is racist. So type in Mary Poppins racist and let's see what we get. Listen, I don't even like Mary Poppins, but how is it racist? Mary Poppins racist. Okay, go to the second link from five days ago. Professor accuses Mary Poppins of racist because of blackface. Professor Um, from where? um, What what institute? It doesn't matter because they're all scumbags. The the scene that they're saying is in blackface and um, maybe 
open up another tab, Josh. Just when did this show movie the come out in the fifties? No, yeah, I, who cares? Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke. Um, type in uh, Mary Poppins. Type in blackface. Type in Mary Poppins blackface and see what comes up. I'll show you what they're accusing of being, being black. But when's the last time you even watched Mary Poppins, Taylor? I, uh, I maybe once when I was a kid, and that was <laughs> okay. It. So they're accusing. Click the images and let's see what we got. Just last week, actually. Um, okay. Now click the the, the second picture from the where, top. Like, like, where am I looking? I don't even get it. The second or the third picture from the top row. Just that, look, because she was a chimney dust is blackface. They're what? calling it racist. They're calling it blackface. Mm. Chim- there's a whole what? Because what? Because she's so wait, she's got fucking soot on her face. Chim chimmery, chim chimmery, chim chim chiru. I put on blackface and now I look like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> like really They're, it's about chimney sweeping it it's doesn't. not about being in blackface if you want to tell me Song of the South is racist yes sure clearly sure there's even other old Disney movies that have anti-Semitic and racist overtones. but Mary Poppins being in blackface because it's dust it's chimney dirt dust you wanna, grime dude, whatever it's just they, reaching so, so if I fucking put so, duty on my face yeah. they just shit in my hand and rub it on my face and I go up to people and smile am I gonna get be accused of doing blackface no you're gonna be accused of something <laughs> Shithead, yeah, shit. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's it's so fucking stupid that this is where we're going. We're pull, like they're gonna just keep pulling out old fucking movies. You're gonna be, to accused, find, you're I, gonna be accused of being an egg white right so, first. So let, let's just say hypothetically that it was supposed to be blackface. Sure. Okay. Let's say hypothetically we're supposed to be blackface. Bit of this a motherfucking reach. thing was made in the '60s. Like, fine, we don't fucking watch it anymore. You're making it a fucking lose line. Like Julie Andrews gives a shit. She's fucking singing in the Sound of Music. The fucking hills aren't alive. Fuck her. <laughs> Fuck everything. <laughs> I, I'm, I sick just, of, I'm sick of all of I, it. I just, I, I just, I'm so tired of people reaching where they well, don't need to reach. There, there's, there's a lot of reaching in general because we live in an outrage culture. That's 100% agreed upon. And there was some more outrage this week. I'm from, more outraged at the bullshit outrage so than this, I am at the bullshit that they so rage about. The outrage. What did I, I just say? I got into some arguments on Twitter about this. Um, Major League Baseball announced that they will no longer be calling it the disabled list. Okay. It'll now be called the injured list. So what? I don't give a shit. Whatever. But apparently they're changing it to not so they don't offend disabled people. No, not now we're just being dumb. So, That's all so, it is. Okay, we're first off, fucking dumb. I, I really don't give a shit that they're changing the name of it because it makes no difference. It's the same but my question thing. was, and I got challenged by some disabled people on Twitter about this. Sure. I said, okay, so if I get hurt at work or I get sick and I can't work for an extended period of time, what do I collect from the government? Disability. Yeah. So is the term disability that that I, offensive to disabled people? That because I pay for out of my fucking Because paycheck. I am not actually disabled, but I am I am can, cannot work at the time. Correct. Is the term disability then offensive to those that are disabled? No. And the other thing I asked is we when something is offensive to a culture and to a group of people, we hear about it instantly. We just saw it with Liam Neeson. We just saw it with Mary Poppins. I did not hear a single thing about disabled people being upset about the term disabled. List I ever I didn't I didn't know people were maybe because they couldn't stand up and talk into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a big they didn't have a big enough mic stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, be, so, not because when they do like the like, like those uh, those meetings like like at town hall. <laughs> They gather them. <laughs> they have everyone sitting there, and instead of like Leslie Nope is the commissioner of the Major League Baseball, yeah, but it, the person tries to go to the microphone, but they're in a wheelchair. They go past it, run it over, cut the brakes like yeah. Mac and May, <laughs> so they go rolling down. Um, but wild I, okay, card, baby. So I, I just, uh, um, I like truthfully, I, I was like, why the fuck are they changing it? But I don't care. What the difference does it make from to, injured list to disabled dude, list? To be fair, I haven't heard anything about it until you brought it up. Yeah. On Twitter. So again, Nothing. so if it was some kind of. 
um, thing that people were championing about, about right. changing the name. There would have been tons of celebration about it. There was nothing. So it's like MLB did this just to score social points, as I call them. And um, I, someone challenged me on it. Like, what, can you even prove okay. that social points are a thing? And I'll give you my example of social points. Okay. So social points... <laughs> Here's an example in the world of WWE. Sure. WWE for the last couple of years has been pushing this uh, women's evolution, women's revolution, whatever. Women's wrestling is being extremely highlighted at the forefront. And to be fair, the women's wrestling at this point is better than it's been at any point from a wrestling standpoint. Not Maybe not from an entertainment standpoint. Sure. But they're trying to... Pu- but, the, but the in-ring product is the best it's abs- ever been. For, for the women, absolutely, okay. as far as in-ring performers. Um, I would argue Charlotte Flair is the most talented female wrestler I've ever seen, <laughs> period. Okay. So... They're, they're, they're pushing about how the women are just as good as the men, etc. I don't care what your opinion is on it. It's fine. Sure. If that was the case and that you believe that women deserve the same opportunities, why do you sign a multi-million dollar deal with the government or the kingdom of Saudi Arabia where your women cannot wrestle without them being lynched Hanged, raped, or, whatever. Uh, so, d- d- don't they have to wear like they can't show skin? They can't wrestle. Oh, no, they what, cannot what wrestle the, in Saudi Arabia. What, what was the Qatar, other? They that was in. that's what it was. They they were able to wrestle there, but they had to be fully covered up besides their faces. Mm-hmm. But they cannot even appear. Uh, they 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 had a, WWE to apologize when they showed a promo that showed Alexa Bliss in her ring gear because they all went crazy over there in Saudi Arabia. So social points are that they tell us over here that women's wrestling is just as good, they're equal to the men, but then they go over there where they're not allowed to wrestle. If they really thought that the women were on the same level, they would say fuck you to a government that looks as women as objects that they can get he- beheaded well, just for taking off their fucking garba, whatever it's called, to, 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 burka, <laughs> to play, towel, whatever. Yeah, to, to play devil's advocate, I, I understand. It's a different country, and sure. listen, and they're, they're not the UN. They're, they're, the UN's not a country. No, I'm saying, <laughs> use it, would you let me finish my fucking point? Okay. God damn it! No, I'm saying like they're not the UN. They're not ambassadors, sure. and they're not any type of political figure. No, sure. So they're just a company trying to promote a product. So I understand sure. just from that from but that side I, of things. I don't think they. But would ever- the hypocrisy in what you're saying, I completely agree with you because social it, points. It doesn't make any sense. They want to look really like they're doesn't. progressive. They want to look like social they're, justice they're, warriors. They're progressive here. They do a lot of look at look sure. at me. Look what we're doing here, but over here is we're going to do some but shady no, ov- shit. Overall, you know no, what I mean. Like it, it shows that they don't care if they could get paid. They don't care about women's wrestling well, if they have a chance to make a few hundred million dollars from a tyrannical country yes. in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yep, that, um, I mean, and that goes without saying. Like that's very much common knowledge. So you know? it, it's just it's it, fucking it, it, no, it is silly. It, it's it very is silly. silly. So the whole thing with the disabled list, and I know that they're also talking about changes to rules in Major League Baseball. The, the um, only rule I agree with you is what the DH. I don't know exactly what point, the difference is, but well, what, what the difference with the DH is. No, no, no. I know what the DH is. I'm saying I, I like, 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 like how the NL has it, the AL doesn't, or no, the other the way around. No, AL has it, the NL doesn't. The other correct. way around, where it should be universal rules. Absolutely. That, that I agree with you with. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. It's at this point, it's been fucking... The, the National League is the only level of professional baseball that does not have DH anymore. Which the is silly. only level of professional baseball. Wait, like, like, like even... like The even minors. The, like, like the Grapefruit League and everything the like that? The Grapefruit League, Japan, to, uh, I, Everyone uh, has a DH. Korea. Minus they, the NL. They use the DH everywhere. Correct. That, how silly can you... I know. Like, how stupid and is if that? I, I mean, there, there's two sides of me. There's a purest side as far as being a baseball to fan. To get rid of it I, I don't want any DH, and I want to see the ultimate strategy, and the pitchers have to do the exact same thing. Field their position and then bat. Field their position and then bat. And people want to tell me it's boring. They've only been it's watching baseball. Boring. People that want to tell me, and I'm one of them too, but I've only been watching baseball in a pro D, in a, a DH world, more or less, right. doesn't understand the, the nuances to the game because they never saw them. Or they're only American League fans, so they only know DH. And they see they want more runs. That's fine. I get it. 
it. Whatever. That's fine. It would be worse but if it was a disabled I, I'm hitter. I'm saying in a real world, well, disabled hitter, I, they, 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 well, there's no disabled list for them to go on anymore. <laughs> it would just be like the uh, was in, uh, Buttermaker from the Bad News Bears. Lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Just gets hit by the pitch. So, uh, disabled the, the, hitter. They're talking about some other really silly rules. If you could pull these up, Josh, to type in the new, what, like, um, what, new, what other new rules MLB could they possibly rules. change? I don't uh, understand. Okay, so I'll tell you the new MLB Because I, I feel like now a part of the offseason is just a lot of everyone just changing the rules. Well, the NFL specifically, but I, like, I feel like, like okay. if you dick with the rules enough, it just, it's just going to well, make the, the game the, the convoluted. The main thing they're trying to change with the rules is um, the pace of play. So one of the first I'm rules fine, is... I'm fine with three hours. Fuck it. One of the rules that they want to add in is a three batter minimum for pitchers. That means that, that a mean? pitcher has to can't come in and just like there's lefty specialists that they only face the lefty bat and then they get them out and they come out of the game or they walk them they come out of the game they only face one batter. So now if it's a full inning if it's not if it's not ending an inning like you come in in the top of the seventh the bottom of the seventh or whatever right. you have to face three batter minimum so that there's not constant pitching changes. And one okay. of the things that started with the game being slowed down was Tony Larusa's Cardinals in the 2000s and even his A's. I could say is that when he got very creative with the bullpen he kind of changed it and I will agree to that extent that the ch- constant changes in the bullpen have slowed down games considerably but with that said I don't hate it's that a, rule it's a stupid fucking rule I, I do I not mean, like a three batter minimum I, I, I don't hate it but I understand it that one I get I, but I, it's also like both sides it should, it's dumb, it, should never, it's not. it should never happen the next one that I, I like is one trade deadline and that would basically so there's a trade deadline on July 31st so what's, what's and then, the trade deadline well, now there's, July mean? 31st is the trade deadline uh-huh. and then August 31st is the waiver trade deadline and what teams do after the July 31st trade on uh, trade deadline is they put their players on waivers to see if it pl- another team claims them and then they have 24 hours to make an offer for the player they claimed okay okay now this is allowed teams to give up less for certain players um, or give up too much for certain players because on August 31st if you lost a pl- um, one of your key players between July 31st and August 31st you're going to give up whatever you can on waivers to get a guy for sure and waivers go always based on team record so the team with the worst record will get the first shot at claiming Michael Conforto, for example, like I, but they may not. They may not do that because they know the position they're in. I claim your phone off the waiver wire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, Taco. <laughs> um, so I am. I actually like the idea of one trade deadline. Get rid of the waivers. Um, draft advantages for winning teams. Penalties for tanking. I like. I'm yeah, a fan of that. Sure. that Anyone who tanks is in, in okay. any sport. Is so bullshit. rule four: roster expansion and limits. Uh, this ru- this rule would jump roster sizes from 25 to 26, adding 30 new big league jobs. It would also cut back September roster sizes to 28 from 40. This is good and helpful to the overall mission of making baseball better to watch for the fans who aren't trying to see all 40 guys play in meaningless September games or even a meaningful one if we're being honest. I'm okay with this. I'm fine with not expanding the rosters to 40. It's stupid in September. I don't need to see our fucking third backup third baseman well, who hits 126 well, I, and can't hit it out of the infield. I just remember at the end of the season last year, like the Mets team was so much different. I couldn't tell you who was on, yeah. like like what the, who was even on the field at the time. I had no idea Co- who the fuck was playing. Correct. You know. Um. So the next one would be um, bring back major league contracts to entice two sport amateurs. Um. That's I, the Kyler Murray rule. Yes. Um. Okay. So the next one. It makes 20 sense. Twenty second pitch clock. I'm actually okay with this. I don't. Um, yeah. No, the ma- main reason I am is because the amount of pitchers and batters, for that matter, that and Derek Jeter was the one that started all this. He takes a pitch, he steps out of the box, adjusts his gloves, adjusts his elbow guard. Takes adjusts, forever. It, Yankee Red Sox games average, I think, about a half hour more than any other game in baseball because mm-hmm. of how slow both guys work. Right. I'm actually fine with the 20 second pitch clock. I don't think I don't like pitchers that work slow because usually they suck. They're working slow because they're trying to throw the pit, the hitter out of their rhythm. Right. I'm fine with the pitch clock. Universal designated hitter we already talked about. This Should is one I don't point. like. The eighth rule. Um, a study to lower the mound. 
Um, the idea of lowering the mound is to increase uh, runs in baseball. They did this back in um, what is arguably, after arguably the greatest pitching season in Major League history, which was Bob Gibson, and I think in 1965, okay. when he had like a 1.27 ERA, something silly. That's, yeah. um, That's, so what they did... Those are video game stats. Dude, it was, it was absurd. So then they raised the mound um, so the pitcher, the batter would have a better angle of where the ball was coming at him. Okay. And then you saw runs go up. Well, so the whole idea of this, lower it. Well, I, I don't. I don't see. Like, runs go down. Ex- or yeah, runs went up. Excuse yeah, well, me. It just, I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I would be. I would be better if the if Major League Baseball would hey, actually juice the balls like they, they said already they were they're do. doing it. They, so it was proven like, that they're juicing the baseballs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that like the last three World Series, specifically the Astros and whoever it was, I forget. Dodgers. Dodgers. When what was it? That game six and seven. Home run here. Home run here. Home run here. Yeah. Well, it was. It's they did a fine. study. They proved that the, the the balls are being juiced. So so I, I what, you're literally just you're you're. Digging at straws. Uh, at this I, point. The rules in here I'm okay with are the universal DH and the pitch clock, and that's, that's about it. it. I don't. Um, I, don't I, care I already was happy when they changed the rule that batters couldn't step out of the box during an at bat. I think that's cool. You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with that mound yeah. shit, though. Honestly, um, so you you two watched the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you didn't. No, I did not. And uh, the thing that bothered me the most post Super Bowl, there was actually mm-hmm. two things that I saw post Super Bowl that bothered me. What did I, you see, Dan? I st- well, I stayed off social media during the game entirely because I didn't care. I didn't know till after the game that it was like the worst Super Bowl any of us have ever seen. Not um, the worst, one of the worst. As far as boring goes, everything I've heard is that it was the most boring Super Bowl humanly possible. Those are the same people that don't remember Giants Ravens two thousand. That was boring as shit too. But at least, but from, so this is what I heard specifically. They said at least Giants Ravens and Seahawks Broncos had some spectacular plays. Yes. There was like none in this game. Like they're saying, think of a highlight reel play. Uh, yeah, uh, James White at the end of the game to seal it. That was about it, but it wasn't even spectacular. Well, no, that was um, what's his name? No, it was James White. No, it was no, no, not. No, 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 I got I'm, Madden I'm, coins I'm, out of it. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking like it was 13-3. James White. Oh, ran. and he got or a first down him kill. Or, or like Burkhead or something like that. Um, yeah, that was. I, or, I, I, mean, I, dude, like Edelman had a great game. He was, but, but there was, was no like even. I wish I would have bet on him. I bet on fucking Aaron Donald. Even the Super Bowl where your team lost, you had a big kickoff return. You had a safety to open the game. You had some big plays. Thanks for having me relive that. Everyone is saying that this game had no highlights. It'll be. They're saying it's the least memorable Super Bowl in NFL history. I will definitely say the Rams played one of the worst halves I've ever seen an NFL team play, and they were only down so a field the goal. The things that I like, saw that people... I, just I inexperience. Really, the amount of grown adults that are upset that they didn't get Spongebob in the halftime show. I am too. Fuck oh, you. Oh, shut up. You are not. I would rather take Spongebob than Travis Scott. Shut the hell up. I don't Travis even know Scott, who Travis Scott is. Travis Scott is bullshit. I don't know who was bullshit. And you only had Big Boy on there for 15 fucking seconds. Okay. Andre 3000 should have parachuted in and saved us all. No, the halftime show Andre was trash. Andre 3000 didn't want to do it because he's off making other terrible Jimi Hendrix type movies that Jesus were so Christ. bad. But you're an adult. You do not need SpongeBob SquarePants. I to need SpongeBob more than I need Travis Scott. You didn't yes. need any of it. It's okay, so I would agree SpongeBob is better than whoever Travis Scott is. He's garbage. Whatever That's all Maroon, you need Maroon to know. He's fucking garbage. Like, adults clamoring for SpongeBob is some of the most sickening, pathetic, douchebag shit I've ever seen. It's in my not that fucking pathetic. Yes, it Come is. On. No, it's Dude, not. Dude, adults being excited about SpongeBob SquarePants. It's a cartoon from when we were kids. We love that cartoon. It's we a did. timeless cartoon. I didn't. Josh, I did. Josh, did you love Sponge-Bob? Or you, I did. It was, I did. It was I did. just there. I it still was... watch SpongeBob sometimes. It's fucking great. Yeah. No, 
It's no, hilarious. No, exactly. no, you don't. It's you hilarious. Don't. I definitely watched it when I was younger. I don't. Uh, this whole song that they were talking about, I vaguely remember. And people were acting like it was some kind of viral sensation. No, no, it was from when they actually played the Super Bowl in an episode. I remember. But that, that's I what remember that, was that from. episode. I don't remember it being this know, grand, listen, memorable, people, great moment. People, people were pissed because they teased it and they only did the horns good, from the beginning. Good, I'm and glad they just it. teased well, it because, no, because they shouldn't be they, excited they, about SpongeBob. People shouldn't be excited about bullshit rappers like Travis Scott. That think he's good. I'd rather listen to SpongeBob, sweet, sweet fucking victory, than listen to Travis Scott. Yeah, you ain't you ain't pink chips as a child. Yeah, I don't know who Travis Scott is, so it's irrelevant. He raps like this. That's how all of them rap. That's how all. That's how you know he sucks. And SpongeBob sucks. We're grown adults. I'd rather listen to SpongeBob than Travis Scott. What do you not understand? No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. Taylor, I've known you for X amount of years. Yes, I fucking would. We've never once watched SpongeBob. We've never had a SpongeBob conversation. I've heard you talk more I tonight. Love I've heard you talk more tonight about Travis Scott than I've ever heard you talk about SpongeBob. I only know about Travis Scott because my friend Ryan likes him and I tell him he sucks every well, day. Well, he sucks too, yeah, then. Fuck you, and Ryan. so does SpongeBob. And adults should not ever be excited about SpongeBob SquarePants. It's I'm fine. sorry. Listen, and I have no issue with that. Thing, I'm fine with the it. The other I don't thing care. that bothered me. Go ahead. Barstool Sports. That fucking guy deserved to be thrown out. Yeah, dude. He was such a jerk dude, off. Dude, these guys, me? how much attention do these bar... Who, which one of their parents, either A, didn't love them enough, or B, fucked them? Dude, did you... <laughs> dude, did you see the video of the guy freaking oh out? God, after dude, after the in, fucking... You uh, go in dressed like Groucho Marx, and you don't expect there to be a fucking problem? Dude, what, what about what about the fucking guy freaking out over the uh, over the Chicago Bears who missed the field goal? That, fuck, he's, that, like, <laughs> he's like, fuck him. He's gonna be fucking caught. I'm like, dude... That, see, that doesn't bother me as much. Put because because he is a Bears fan, and I can understand the frustration. That's fine, but that make moment. that kick instead. I, How about you make the fucking kick? Of course. That, of course also, this is the guy that runs Barstool. He Dave Portnoy, stinks. that's the guy that got kicked out. I fucking he, hate him. I, I respect a lot of what Barstool does. I think that it's they... It's more comedy. Of and, course, and, 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 and some and like of the fucking video, the videos they post are hilarious. They post some funny-ass shit, but the guys that run it are a bunch of jerk-offs. Like, how much attention do you need? Like, that's Bobby Valentine getting ejected from the game. That's exactly Going, into, <laughs> going into the fucking locker yeah. and coming well, out with, with the, the mustache. fucking mustache and glasses. <laughs> like, dude, I'm sorry. And I do I like that they're sticking it to the NFL? Sure. I like the NFL eating their fucking words. Like, it's funny. But these Barstool guys are such... They're, they're so stuck in frat boy mode. They really They're the same are. reason I don't like Gronk because we're honoring a 32-year-old man for acting like a fucking college boy. Listen. It's fucking stupid. The same people that went after Johnny Manziel before he even had a down in the NFL because right. he partied for doing the... Ex and they praise Gronk for it. How many times... How funny is well, 69 going to be well, to Gronk? Listen, no, like, come on. Listen, it's also because Gronk is arguably the best tight end to ever play the He's game. He's the greatest tight end to ever play. I would Ar never... No, he is arguably. the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Okay. Talent, Pound for pound talent-wise, okay. there's never been a more talented tight end than Rob Gronkowski. Okay, for... I mean, for sure. But I would say like you know like Maggie Gray talked about it on WFAN and she makes a great point like when he talked to the reporter on Radio Row sure, when they went sure. you know my favorite number 70 or 69 and she, he points to a, a female reporter and goes she knows what I'm talking about now yeah, now, now if you're saying that to a friend in a, in a in a close setting, that's one thing. But when yeah. you, when the entire world has their eyes on you and you say that, I, it's a little much. I didn't dude. think You're it was. Grown ass man, but handle the people, your business. The people that wanted to act like some kind of social justice worry about it, he was making a stupid joke. And my bigger problem is with the fact that it's the same joke every time. It's 69, 69. Like, dude, this isn't Billy Madison. Like, it, it can only be funny for so fucking Adam long. Adam Sandler did it on a movie. It wasn't yeah, real life. Exactly. So um, I I just look, think I these bars. I, I love when they. 
they, they, they pick like, him up. That uh, people got each arm and a leg. Yeah, and they, they just carried him out. I do like that he's that much in Roger Goodell's head, but like, dude, at this point, like, unless you just want the attention, and it's clear he wants the attention. This For fucking sure. this isn't even the official video, and it's got sixteen hundred views and twenty upvotes on it. No, this, so this if is you, uh, if you this pull up some, the barstool yeah. one, I, barstool does get some of the funniest fucking videos you'll ever see. Well, I was, gonna, I mean, they they, uh, they got some great merch too. They, All right, they really I got do. some other stuff here. Go ahead. Um, okay, so. Um, Avengers Endgame, three, uh, three hours long is the rumor. That's fine. Three. I'm fine with three hours. You know what I'm not fine with? They're talking about doing an intermission in the middle of the movie. Okay, explain to me why. Um, because it's three hours and they're figuring they're probably gonna get a lot of kids that need bathroom breaks and concessions and things like that. So they're being but, considerate. I no, they're <sighs> considerate or just trying to add a gimmick to something that doesn't need a gimmick. Because Hateful Eight did a intermission, and so did uh de- um the Grindhouse, Death Proof, and um the Planet Terror. Planet Terror. They did intermissions, and old movies used to do intermissions when they were like over two and a half hours. Right. But why does Avengers need it? It's not some it's, art it's house three, feature. It's a three hour it's movie an though. Action dude. movie. Why are you put breaking up? And I know there's gonna be drama elements in it too. Is there any reason to put an intermission in a Marvel movie? I listen. I I see your point. I very much do. But I think. I, Again, I think they're just trying to do the right thing by the kids. Because obviously that's the main demographic of the MCU. I mean, Can we agree if with they that? Really want, okay, but if they really thought that, don't make a three-hour movie when you already made one two-and-a-half-hour movie and you filmed them at the same time. Listen, I don't have as much of a problem with the intermission part as I do them showing City Field completely empty well, during the fucking... It's kind of normal. What was, <laughs> it, what was it, September? Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's where I, I had more of a problem. To be fair, the last time City Field was in a movie was Sharknado 2, the second one. <laughs> and, and some guy just but, picks up a big fake bat... And hits a shark and <laughs> knocks out the video board in it. <laughs> was that one Tara Reid? Tara Reid gets her fucking hand cut off and she cut like a shark is flying Dude, by. Dude, those it in movies half with are so fucking Dumb. funny. But. I mean, but no, but, uh, but to go back to what I was saying, I mean, they're trying to do a lot of good things Here with it, it. Yeah, so I really one. don't see an issue with the intermission. That, that doesn't uh, bother I me. I mean, at all. I get it, and like I said, it's been done before. <laughs> There's a shark <laughs> jumping 42. through the forty-two for Jackie Robinson. Some That's girl sitting just... here. He's like, "Come on, honey, I gotta get you out of here. Let's go." I've been. Why are you running towards the infield? Wait, you want to get look, the fuck look, out? Look, look. Oh, <laughs> he grabs Stop. a big, big fucking bat. Yo, I ready, love. Ready? I love how he sets up. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Takes up the city field board. The apple comes up. <laughs> Who was still operating and the apple? It's out of here! Oh my god! So yeah, they're gonna add an intermission. I don't want to see the fucking movie review. There was Get some other. Here. There was some other movie news Chris this week. Chris Ruckman. Get um, out. There was some other movie news this week. Um, World War Z two has been officially canceled and shelved. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, eh, I'm well, okay. Well, the with reason it. I was actually on board with a, a sequel, right. I th- the, rem- the the original one was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was fun. it was still nothing like the book, but it was not a bad movie. Well, but it, it, the but, reason I was excited for this one, I don't even like the guy who was supposed to direct that much. But it's David Fincher who did Fight Club, Social Network. Did, did, um, did, did you make me read that book? Or did you make me read uh, uh, the, the Rising? Um, Brian which we're going to actually talk about later, I believe yeah. it or not. Oh, okay, so cool. um, okay. my um, so. David Fincher was going to direct World War Z, uh, World War Z two, and it was supposed to follow the book a little more, and not be as much an action or suspense movie, a uh, more of a thriller type thing. But it's been in production hell, just like the original one was, um, and it got canceled, which is kind of sucks, especially if you like the book World War Z and you wanted to see a more faithful adaptation. The truth of the matter is, you really can't do that without it being like a Netflix series. So yeah. I hope at some point that's what they look at. But there is one good thing to come out of this being canceled. What, what, what's that? Apparently. The money that was being allocated for World War Z two mm-hmm. is being pushed into a sequel for a recent movie that all of us loved. What Can, movie was take that? a couple guesses? Uh, it's an action film. It's an action. Uh, no, that they, they probably have the funding for Mission Impossible, the next one. Correct. Uh, it's not Mission Impossible. Um, what's another action movie that we saw lately? I can't even think of it. It was critically acclaimed. 
Okay. Um, it took place in a desert setting. A desert setting. Had a lot of cars and trucks. Mad Max? Mad Max oh, Fury yeah. Road. So we lose World War I'm Z2. I'm mad I didn't get that. But we fuck get, you, Josh. We get a Mad Max sequel. I'm in. I'm in. Well, like, okay. Sign okay. me the fuck up. Okay, here's Give my me question. Give a Furiosa movie. I don't care. I'm down. Here's my Give question. A, yeah. Why did it take World War Z2 getting canceled for a Mad Max because sequel Because of how much out? money was being put towards World War Z2. World War Z, World War Z the original, made like, more money than the first Mad Max. Which, which blows my Mad mind because Mad, Mad Max is one of the... It's a better movie. It's sure, fantastic. But, but better movie doesn't necessarily mean more money. No, if that I, was the I, case, I, would we have five Twilight movies that made a shit ton of money? <laughs> would, would, would we be going on 10 Fast and, 20 Fast and Furious which movies? Wait, 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 yes, we fucking would because they're good. <laughs> no, they're not. No, yes, they're they not are. good movies. Hobbs and Shaw looks okay. Dude, that but looks that's funny it. because it it's going the completely absurd route. I'll give you that. Why is there a superhero in the movie? I don't get it. <laughs> Why not? Because at this point, if you've been making these dog shit movies, I'm over it, dude. Dude, want to know what, what what a superhero performance was? The what? fact that they made Paul Walker look like a good actor for six movies. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't only, that much. The, dude, the only the first two Fast and Furious no, are fun. They yes. don't age well at the, all. The you first one and, and the second them, one. The second I'm one in is your face, dude, <laughs> dude, dude. Tyrese in the second one. I ain't going back to Boston. Dude, Tyrese sucks. Uh, <laughs> Ludacris is in these movies. He sucks. Yeah, they're my cars. Get to walk, dude. Fabio. I lost. I didn't like either of them anyway, but I lost all respect for them after like a year after Paul Walker died, and they had to figure out filming the last movie or editing it. And then they they um I were more, in, yeah. they were in child support court because they weren't paying child support, and they blamed it on Paul Walker's death in the movie not coming. What, out. Wasn't that ludicrous? And Paul and Tyrese, and Tyrese, scumbags. Assholes. Yeah, like and Tyrese is the one who almost fucked up the Luda, Beast by Dre deal. You're gonna tell me Ludacris doesn't have enough money to pay child support? Get the fuck Move, out of here, bitch! Get out the way. How you like, should be enough how for you life. Still making royalty. He's off a red light dish. Yeah, dude. Get the like, fuck I out of no, here. No sympathy for that. So we just talked about That's how, the, also how scummy, dude. How the, twi- really how the Twilight movies made so much money. Um, and there, there is a rumor about one of the main guys, Robert Pattinson in Twilight, is being looked at to play a very, very major role in an upcoming movie. Okay. Who do you think? Could you? Uh, well, come on. Just give me name characters. It's a famous, famous. Character. I already know. So is I'm it, not, okay, gonna, then don't. Say is it a remake? Myself. Not a remake, um, is it but there's been movie? a lot of these movies Listen about te- this character. I'm, I'm terrible with this. Are we talking about like Jack Reacher or something? Uh, no, Taylor, no. I will tell you that this was a recent topic on a recent episode. Yes. Was it? Just last week we talked about the making. So, I, <laughs> so Jack Reacher, I said it's been made a lot. There's been like one Jack Reacher <laughs> That's movie. That's not true. There's been two Jack Reacher okay, movies. Okay, sorry. Two Jack Reacher movies. I, there's been a lot going back decades of this character. James that, Bond? Not James Bond. Uh, Think in the superhero realm. Superheroes. He's not going to play Superman or Batman, is he? The rumor, he's being looked at as Batman. Which I actually... Interesting. I don't... Like, when I'm t- picturing him as, like, Bruce Wayne, I don't hate it entirely. It's just, but then know. I saw someone else suggest someone to play Batman Who was that it? I'm fully on board as the guy that plays um, Jigsaw in The, the Punisher, Ben Barnes. Okay. Um, so it, he would make a fantastic-looking Batman. He's got the... Fu- it's just the, the stature, the build. He needs to put on a little bit of size, maybe. But I'd be fully on board with Ben Barnes as Bruce Wayne, Batman, um, and he was unbelievable. Is that yeah? Holy look, uh, Boss Logic did an incredible thing of him as Bruce Wayne or Batman. That's um, nice. I like I, that. I'd actually be on board with Ben Barnes. I actually like Josh. I don't know how you feel, but I was like, trying to. Pick, I didn't like hate the idea of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne or Batman. Like the look, I and it's so out of left field. If you, and if you remember, it could work in the history of Batman. Michael Keaton got shit on when he was cast as Batman. Christian Bale got shit on when he was cast as Batman. Heath Ledger got shit on horribly when he was cast as the jo- Joker. Horrendously yeah. shit on yep. more than anyone else is the Joker. So sometimes going a little outside the box isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
Does Pattinson have the chops for it? I don't know. Well, I have not that, seen. That was he my, was, that's my question. He was in like, a dope he, movie that Justin suggested to me when he was like the first guest on our show, and I'm is, not remembering the name no, of. No, I, is, he's a scumbag. And yeah, like, yeah. And like his protecting brother. his brother. That was yeah. a fucking dope movie. Yeah, I can't. Think and that of the made name me of it like either. him a little bit more. So I, these I, are my think two choices. He, I think he has the ability, but we haven't seen it yet. Correct. You know what I mean? It's pure speculation. But Absolutely. Because it is so far to left field. I mean, I'm interested for sure. Yeah, I, I get that. All right. But this Ben Barnes character, I dig that. That's actually really. Do you guys like paying taxes? Serious question. No. <laughs> I don't... I mean, no, whatever. You have to, but you get it. It's a walk of life. Sure. Okay. So, there's a... In Pennsylvania, they're proposing a tax on something. On what? Violent video games. Boo. Aren't they already taxed normally? No, like they a regular want a, fucking a specific game? tax on top of the addition, the taxes you're already paying on, on the game. Sales tax, whatever. Oh, good. So a State $60 tax. game becomes an $80 game. Uh, yeah, that's actually what it would become. Jesus um, it would, it would, They want it to be a 10% violent video game tax to curb children Say, playing games like Call... Well, okay. All games rated MA or AO do, would okay, become do, taxed do me a favor. Say what you just said again. A violent, a violent video game, a, any game tax. A, any video game rated MA Say or AO. Say it again with emphasis. A violent video game tax. Good. It sounds stupid when you say it that way, too. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it doesn't... Like, that's so dumb! Why? Why can't you just leave it alone? It's what? a game. If you're a parent and you have a kid who's 13 years old and you want to play Grand Theft Auto, how about you be a good fucking parent and don't buy him Grand Theft Auto? How about that? How about you be a good fucking parent? Why does someone like me or like you or like anyone else have to suffer and pay more fucking money? We don't live in Pennsylvania. fucking thing. It doesn't matter because it's going to be... They're going to make it federal. You know they will. That's what happens. It's going to reach everywhere in this fucking country. You know that. No, no. These fucking outraged soccer mom bullshit... Oh, I almost yeah, said another right. word. Oh yeah, I know you did. I felt it. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I almost said it. Oh my god, that's a that's a. He's a, fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a t- Tony said it, not me. Yeah. But the, the, but Josh, the, there's but, a few more of those you just fit in. But, I think there's a good fill line in there. But but my but my point remains the same. It, it it's stupid because it's gonna start somewhere and then it's gonna end up over here. It's gonna end up in New York, then California. Of course. Then it's, it's gonna always, be in Iowa always, for some fucking reason. <laughs> and like it doesn't. It's just stupid. Mr. Terry doesn't fall far from the faggot's ass. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Jesus, dude, it gets Thanks, Phil. funny every Thanks, time. Thanks, Frank Vincent. Holy um, shit. So, I agree but, entirely with you about that. Why aren't we criticizing the parents for not doing a better job and regular and watching what their kids are doing um, and knowing if they have a kid that has psychological issues, not letting them play it? Which brings me uh, something similar. I was just I was flipping through the news last night and I put on Fox News and Tucker Carlson was on and he was debating some liberal um, podcast I hate host. Tucker Carlson. Um, I, I, I used to love Tucker. He's still okay and I agreed with him entirely. I like on how he issue. goes for it, but I just don't like what so he does. He had now, this. You know what he I mean? had this woman on. That um, the subject was about putting in Congress if they're going to be putting in laws about t- teenagers and children using smartphones because kid young kids <laughs> using smartphones is linked to higher rates of depression and suicide and things like that. And my question is. Okay, that that's fine and dandy, but aren't these the same people that want to tell us that there should not be more laws on the psychologically damaged for guns? I I, I forget it's where a, I, I forget where I saw it, but there is a study that says like if you're texting sure. someone that you really like or whatever it may be, and you see the three bubbles pop up, yeah, and, you're, and you're, then nothing, they, there's something that tr- triggers in your head. Yes, and, and you, I have immediate anxiety, and I have, you know what I mean, and. 
so the idea that um, kids and teenagers are linked higher higher cases of depression and uh, suicide because because they're on their smartphones so much, I need to know the control. What is the the increase in adults as well? Right. Is it a universal thing or is it just linked to teens? It's, it's, yeah, it's right. not fair. But I said at the same time, if well, if the the right side of the issue here is saying that. Um, they want to put laws on this because of the issues, but these are the same people that want less laws on guns for those that might be psychologically impaired, I, I, which is silly. It no, seems kind of like it goes hand in hand. Josh, you're no, very involved in the gun community. Wouldn't you say that they kind of feed into each other? Yeah, they definitely do. I would say it, it, yeah. there, there's got to be some overlap where they bleed into each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I also think I, I think the phone is just a tool. I think the social media is more or less well, the culprit, again, and, why, and the phone is just the tool. Why are the parents not being held accountable for knowing if they have a kid that's a little fucked up or a little out there and that they shouldn't be on social media it's, and they shouldn't be reading these horrible news stories? It's, it's literally because parents are having the same issues as their kids, yeah, and they can't sure. put the fucking phone down. It's I, that I've simple. Ha- well, I, I have a lot of friends that are teachers, and I had this discussion with a few of them recently, and they said that when you go on field trips, um, you got it's these, these kids, their parents will pay $400 to send them to D.C. or whatever, right? Send right. them to Washington, D.C. for the week. 400 bucks. And these kids are on the bus with all their friends. There's 50 to 60 of them on there. All of them on their phone doing different things. And, I mean, you go to a concert. How many people do you know that watch a concert through their phone when they're recording? Listen, nothing for nothing. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, like, absolutely. Listen, I have no one problem. Song, one, two songs, you want to record a little bit of it, take a few pictures, Dude. sure. But the people, when I go on your Snap story and I can listen watch to the a, whole full, show. a full song. What, uh, Josh, what were you going to say? So there's a couple of people that we know. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna name can any you give names. Initials? DC. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. And I hope he hears this. <laughs> now, and listen, if that's what you listen, the truth is, if that's what you enjoy doing, fine, whatever. Fine, that's no problem. But, but like, listen, you're not taking it in. And like, if you're going experience. back and you want to watch it later, but you're not getting the energy of the Dude, show when you're sitting there holding your phone up and pressing it's, down. It's on what the I tell everyone when you go to a show. You realize on the other side of the screen, the band is actually playing live. Absolutely. Like, listen, I, I, I'm no stranger going to shows. Josh isn't. You aren't. Sure. I have no problem running up, taking a few photos. Yeah, boom, posting it to Instagram. Like one, it's cool. One song you love, or if we or, did that Slipknot, we spit yeah. it out. We were fucking hell yeah because it was a moment. It was a specific moment in a song. That, that, that's that's an iconic video. Absolutely, at this point. great but, video. But what I'm saying is, at, at that point, what happened when the song was over? I put it away, and what did I do? I enjoyed myself because I got to be there. I paid money to be there, so I'd rather watch the show live as opposed to through uh, a seven and like what a twelve Certainly. inch screen. A 12-inch? That's not a 12-inch screen. Whatever this is. I don't know what the fuck this is. That's a big fucking phone. I don't know. He's on his iPad. (laughs) I don't fucking know. You will see some of these... But what I'm um, saying, like, it's just... These these people at concerts... Dude, at the Super Bowl, some, some... some kid, some piece of shit kid, got famous because he took a selfie, and all he did not know a single word to any song, and he, he got famous because he took a selfie with Justin Timberlake sure. at the fucking Super Bowl. Sure. Put your fucking phone away. The, the adults, the grown ass men and women, what looking through their phone, quickly trying to fucking take a picture or take a video. I have to relive this moment for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah, and it's memories. Like, but, but don't you think like, okay, if you're with a, we're dumbing ourselves if, if down. If you're with a group of people, for example. Um, one of them is going to be on their phone. Do all four of you need to be on your phone? No. No, of course not. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it Live in the sense. moment. It makes sense because people are fucking stupid and they, well, they there, think yeah. dumb things. I'm just, everyone is a fucking asswipe. That kid got on Ellen because he took a selfie with Justin Timberlake. Why? I See, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know because my mother watches Ellen. She tells me about it. That's the only reason why I even knew. Your mom is so much cooler than you. I know. <laughs> 
everyone's cool to me. This is not new news. As far as them putting up, putting in laws for things like video games and people being on your phone. Again, this goes back to why are the it's parents, parents not parents being shitty. lazy? Absolutely lazy. Not want to take care of their kids. When other people take care of their kids for them, that's, that's all that's, it that's, is. This has been the issue. How long, since, Josh? Since. All, you know, school violence, all these it's things started been. becoming prelevant. But they always you know, want to blame it on video games or always, rap. Always or video music, games, or rap, movies, music, The Matrix. They, tried, they blamed it on well, Marilyn Manson. Well, they blamed well, it on Eminem. Eminem. They blamed it well, on I The Matrix. Gonna, I was going to say the Columbine shooters, they said, was like... Was like they, uh, oh, they listened to Marilyn Manson. Manson. Yeah, yeah. Right. What, Ozzy got accused of a kid committing suicide. Blink-182 got well, accused th- of a kid committing suicide. There was actually something people don't even know, but there was a guy, I think he I think he shot two people outside of a club, and he drew the Cohen and Cambria symbol. Like, like he, he scratched it into the concrete. So now Cohen in Cambria. You know what I mean? So, like, it, so it's my, silly. my question is to these these lawmakers that want to put in um, laws on smartphones is specifically you say that you know when there's a shooting a kid shoots up a school that it's not the gun it's you know it's everything else then it's not the phone it's everything else and could it be the content I'm not saying that there's not a link and oh we're watching the prelim yeah, fights I, right I now don't, yeah I don't and, mean dude these, these guys are swinging these two Asians are throwing down swinging um, at each other I was about to call them something else yeah, shouldn't have done that it's not it's not Do Hu Choi either <laughs> Do Hu Choi <laughs> his name is Do <laughs> um, so I heard oh! a story I heard a I heard an update about uh, Bill Cosby this week in prison. Did you hear guys hear about this? I did. No. I did. Didn't they move in the general population? No, no, it's not even what it is. He's taking appointments with client with uh, other prisoners okay. as Cliff Huxtable, <laughs> and he's diagnosing these people and talking to them. I mean, imagine he walks in. Oh, the hippity bibbity. <laughs> You've been getting fucked in the ass, the hippity bibbity. <laughs> in the jello pudding popping, drop you it got, in the drinking. You got hit with the shit, a hippity bibbity. <laughs> So, uh, first I'm your off, new boyfriend. This, is, uh, and this again shows that most people in prison are beyond being taken care of. Because yeah. any other rapist that gets put in prison becomes the jailhouse bitch. And maybe it's just because he's an old man and he looks really gross. You legally blind, can't see. I, I fully think he was making up the blind thing like Junior was making up things to get out of prison right. in The Sopranos. Yeah. I fully believe that. But the fact that these prisoners, when he is possibly one of the biggest serial rapists that in known history. Yeah, definitely. He might be, the, I, I can't think of a story of someone that had raped more people than Bill Cosby that we know of. And right. all the stories that we don't know of him raping people throughout the years. And these prisoners are like, ooh, do that Cosby show thing. It's, do that but, Cosby show like, thing. Like, like, and he's listen. wearing a fu- They took his fucking prison gu- uh, outfit and turned into a dumb sweater. Yeah. He's eating fucking Jello pudding pops Dude, and putting in their asses. Listen, it, it, it just shows you the outreach Bill Cosby had. Oh, well, th- th- that's despite why it what was happened, such a big it's deal. crazy. You know well, what I mean? I mean like, in the, oh, this, this guy went to sleep. He got choked out cold. Night. Wow. Oh, he's up now. He's no, like, what he's happened? Out. I want to fight. No, you don't. No, um, he's out. Out cold. No well, idea where he is. Bill Co- in the comedy world, they say like so many comedians. He's he was widely considered one of the most influential comedians of all time. He actually is one of my fa- one of my favorite stand up bits ever. It, it, about dude, the football old, player. His, Hi, mom. His old stand up is some of the funniest shit ever. Yeah. And it's still funny. I don't care what he did. It's still funny stuff. But that's what made it so much more unbelievable when right. you heard about all this. And Wasn't he like America's Dad or something he, like that? Dude, the Cosby Show was one of the biggest shows ever. You had to think he did Fat Albert. Yeah, he he brought all these things to the limelight. And at the same time, he was just I a mean, predator. He even, he even had another children's show called Little Bill that was huge. He had we, two we different were, uh, Cosby shows on top of it. Yeah. There was two different ones. There was the Cosby Show and the Bill Cosby Show, I think, was the other one. Right, right. Josh? Is that what it was? Uh, he also he also did the Kids Say the Darnest Thing. Yeah. 
Jones. He did yeah, everything. He, dude, it was so, crazy. And then you find, and now I find out in prison. Just type in Bill Cosby and see what comes up. Because yeah, it's, it's probably going to be is meeting inmates as Cliff Huxtable. Yeah, uh, he gets well, moved. That was the thing. He, did, he moved the general he population. He did get moved the general yeah. population. So hopefully, I, I'm, I'm, I am sincerely rooting for something horrible to happen to him. Because, it, oh yeah, Spy, one of the worst movies. Um, Jesus. He, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, fuck um, him. So other movie news, and Josh, we talked about this in social media a little bit. Um, there was two trailers that came out this week. Um, there was I, a trailer. I, I know one. The trailer for the Pet Cemetery was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I like, and some people are upset about this, but they made a big, big change and they gave it away in the trailer. Um, and the That's what pet- everyone said. I want to say okay. uh, the guys from Friday the 13th said that. Yes, yes. Um, and the, the big thing that is, a, that, that is a change in uh, Pet Cemetery is the, the famous thing is Gage, the son. The young son gets hit I, by the truck and comes back. I know nothing about this um, movie, so, so feel free. The, I don't so, give a so shit. Gage, Gage is the younger son, and they have an, an older daughter who's uh-huh. only like nine or ten. And Gage is the one that's hit by the truck in the famous iconic scene. Did you make a and Mentos commercial? I made a Mentos I- video out of it. Um, <laughs> and then his his father goes crazy and then buries him in the pet cemetery, and Gage comes back <laughs> possessed pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So in the new trailer, what they're doing is they're switching it. The daughter is the one that's getting hit by the truck, and the daughter is the one that's getting buried and comes back. There it is, the third one down. <laughs> um, and so pe- some people views. are upset, and I think maybe they're upset because it changed the. They gave it away in the spoiler, but yeah. or in the trailer, excuse me, they spoiled it in the trailer. But I, uh, the thing that was cool in the original is the daughter is the one asking all the questions about death. Their cat dies. What right. happens after you die? So now you're making her the one that dies and comes. back back but you're staying true to the tone of the original novel and after seeing what they did with the most recent it part one and how while there were so many things different from the book the tone of the movie was very similar to the book which has me excited about this ring and this is a the original is actually (laughs) is actually pretty good for what it is it's a deeply disturbing movie it was awesome pull up pet cemetery zelda type in Zelda. zelda so this is this shit was horrifying to me when i was a kid um the wife in the movie talks about her yeah click that one her sister had um, spinal meningitis, and she's haunted by it throughout her life. Okay. And they show scenes, uh, flashback scenes, of what Zelda looked like and how horrific it was. So jump forward a little her bit. Her name was Zelda in the movie? The, her sister's name was Zelda. Okay. Um, so jump, I, I was sitting here thinking okay, of like so, Link. So the, like the wife would have time. flashbacks, and the wife struggles with death so much. And look what look at Zelda's back first of all, because of the spinal meningitis. Ugh. They made it horrific. Looking. I could see. Well, okay, shit, so how, how old were you when you were watching? Oh this? man, I had to be seven, eight, maybe nine this years old. This is so twisted to be that young and watch. Dude, this. I mean, it's Ew, dude, dude. Look at it, that chin well, line. It, it's also a man playing Zelda, so that's well, why the chin lines like that. No, no I'm saying like, it, I mean, it's so a good representation. Jump of like, forward a little bit. Just keep. Uh, I'll tell you when to. Like, oh, here, this is a good one. This is a good one. So Zelda, if you guys have never seen the original Pet Cemetery. The Zelda scenes... <laughs> That's what Bill Cosby looks like yeah. in jail right now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, feed me the jello. Oh. So, so <laughs> literally, this shit was some of the most horrific stuff as a kid in this scene. If you've never seen Ew, it, guys, I'm telling dude. you right now, pull up and play along with us. The Zelda scenes are truly, truly... Josh, maybe we'll make a video. We'll splice the, this video oh over God, whatever dude. we're recording. Um, but they, they, That's so twisted, dude, look at her back. For a kid? Dude, this shit was horrifying. Yeah. Good, jump forward a little more. Go back to another Zelda scene. Let's see. This one, I just don't want to... Oh. Like, this is a movie I probably would not want to watch. It's like, a fucking no, great no, movie. I, I'll tell you what'll happen. Oh, yeah, here, right there. Go right <laughs> I'll there, end up Josh. giving you a country album, and this is the movie you'll look, give me, and I'll look, hate my life forever. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably what'll happen. Well, it's look, like the fucking Crypt Keeper. Look, look how fucking creepy this shit is. 
that when you were a child, Zelda in Pet Cemetery was horrific. Yeah, great. It's a it's a real it's a great book. The movie. I mean, it's is probably a great good. character too. To yeah, be honest. I mean, the whole movie is just entirely fucked up. Um, so I was excited for the trailer of that, and then I saw the trailer for the new Child's Play. I, I've oh okay that's what it was yeah so I don't okay. I, don't, I, I okay. don't care so I have no issue before with I talk about the trailer shit. the trailer for the new Child's Play is I want to mention that there have been two recent Chucky movies done by the original guy that made them that are sequels to the original movies right. and they are fucking awesome I I would argue that they're the two best movies in the series Cult of Chucky and Curse of Chucky they're 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 suspenseful they're funny which is kind of what all of them did right. but they're good movies at the end of the day with some good twists in them. So in, the way I see it is, oh, the series is going strong. If they Because right. they did they did uh, Chucky 1 through 3, then Bride of Chucky was actually pretty good, then Seed of Chucky was horrendous, so they stopped for a while. Okay. Then they came back and did this, and it was like a straight-to-DVD, Netflix kind of thing, and it was great. And I was like, oh, they're going to make another one then. And then they announced that um, so they're making a series, a, t a Chucky TV series with the original guy doing them. It's going to continue the story, which I think is a cool idea, rather yeah, than keep pumping out movies. But at the same yeah. time, the, the studio that owns the original rights to Child's Play... The title Child's Play okay. says no we want another movie well, and like, so uh, you've never seen any of them correct no, I just don't care. so the premise of Child's Play is that this serial killer criminal named Charles Charles Lee Ray uh -huh. who works in voodoo he works in voodoo is about to be killed he knows this he transfers his spirit to the good guy doll which is Chucky uh -huh. and it ends up with this kid Andy and that, and he needs to pass his soul from Chucky to Andy he needs a young human host so, the doll so, so was he the could, only so he thing could, like, he had be, he like be reborn again exactly kind of? exactly okay. so the premise of that is uh, cool because it, it, it's, yeah, it's, that's e interesting. it's pure evil right. what the new one is doing in this piece of shit it's just AI went haywire no sinister what? evil to it. It's just yeah. a doll that went crazy. Yeah, and Aubrey Plaza's the mother. No, listen, you, you know they made a movie about that. You know what it's called? Ex Term Machina? Ter Terminator. Ex if you're talking about AI recently, Ex Machina? Terminator. Yeah, Terminator, any of them. But the the whole point that Chucky was creepy is because it was a person's mind in there and had done horrific things. It didn't care if he had to kill a kid. He didn't care who he killed. And then they make it fucking AI that yeah. just went haywire. I, I feel like that, that, that's like a shitty cop it's out. It's lazy. Yeah, it's exactly lazy, what it is. Yes, especially lazy, when the series sure. is going so strong. So I'm very, very upset I, about I, that. I think a lot of I think a lot of these movies or like these older movies bring them back as bring them back as Netflix shows. Who who yeah, shows? Yeah, dude, I, it's working. Series 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 the series that you could continue. Series is 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 is. So um I, I don't know. I'm just I'm pretty well, bummed about that. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else this week. I'm well, watching Game I mean, of Thrones right now, uh, leading up to the the final. I finished watching The Sopranos for like the seventeenth yeah, time. Yeah, you, you beat me, and I'm still on my first <laughs> fucking watch through. Yeah, dude. I, all I need to do is this uh, six. Season six A finale, and, and then, then six and season six season B. six yeah. B. Um, I'm almost halfway through the first season of Ozark, and I'm almost oh, through the Ozark fourth season so good. of Breaking Bad. And once I finish Breaking Bad, I'm going right to Better Call Saul. But nice. I, I'm yeah. very, I'm very much into Ozark right now. All right, Josh, do me a favor, pull up the questions we got from listeners. Yeah, this definitely. Week. Pull up um, the questions. I got a bunch I want to answer here. Um, so now, hold on. Let me, let me ask quick. Sure. Are there questions from a certain someone that we know specifically that asked all these bullshit questions? No, no, on dude. Instagram today. Not there today? was a bunch on Instagram today. Yeah, no, who, not who? no, not on today. On uh, Tom Check. <laughs> oh, I I only put one of Tom Check's questions in there. The first one was real, and I'm like, this motherfucker he just went so, for it. Yeah. All right, so let's start out. Um, 
uh, I probably can only answer the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you guys have ever seen the original Old Boy. Um, do you, this is from Pat Larson. Uh, did he remember what he'd done at the original end of the original Old Boy? Yeah, one thousand percent. He was aware, and um, it was kind of like the end of Shutter Island, where you didn't know if Leo actually knew what was going on or not. Um, but I do believe that he knew exactly what was going on. Uh, the original Old Boy Japanese film. Do not watch the shitty ass Spike Lee remake. That was I know some people liked, but that's because they never saw the original. Um, the original Old Boy is one of the greatest Japanese films ever made. Period. Period. Sure. Okay. I'm um, fantastic. All right, go ahead, Taylor. You can ask the next question. Okay, so this is from Chris Wright. Uh, My boy. Most iconic halftime shows. All right, we'll your start be- with that. Your best revenge stories. All right, your- well, I mean, it's three questions. We could start one at a time. Well, okay, I was just going to read them all, and then we're going to go. But most iconic halftime show? Michael Jackson. Prince. Uh, no, nah, just it's Prince, and it's only going to be no, Prince for me because no. it's only going to be Prince. How can it only Sorry. be Prince when Michael Jackson was the halftime show? I understand, but I it listen. can't only be Prince if you've never even watched. I seen the Michael Jackson halftime Dude, show. Tell me one other performer that can go up there and stand still for five minutes with no noise, and the crowd goes fucking crazy. Prince. Prince didn't do that. Prince was incredible. Didn't, Prince didn't have to do that. Prince by the by the grace of Prince, it rained as he did Purple Rain. Uh, okay, but the truth is. They'll never say we're comparing every halftime show to Prince. It's every halftime no, show listen, is compared to Michael I, Jackson. I understand, but my personal favorite, it's always Josh's be favorite was the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, <laughs> my God, no. no, the Michael Jackson one is the best. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, by it, far. When you think Prince about, is just my favorite. It's, Prince, it's Prince, Prince, is Prince is really Prince is fucking second. good. Prince is my second. Dude, the, I, the fact that he covered a Foo Fighter song, he covered oh, he was, My Hero, was dude, fucking he was, fantastic. He was great. It just when They I made a documentary, a mini NFL films documentary on it. Yeah, and Josh is wearing a purple range Purple Rain. You're going to give him a purple mushroom tattoo. Two later, <laughs> but, like, um, but like, for me, it's like when you think about it. The only reason halftime shows are such a massive thing is because of Michael Jackson. No, I agree. It's, it's and pr- again, Prince was incredible, and I would say he's easily the second. But I actually liked Lady Gaga a few years. Ago. Lady, she was, she Lady, was Lady Gaga was great. Lady Gaga put on a great show. Lady Gaga was, was good. Bruce's, you know, U2's, uh, U2's halftime U2's, show was, was pretty, pretty good, good too. The most underrated one, no, uh, the most overrated one was the Who. No, I, I thought, thought the Who, who did a really good. No, job. I thought the Who would be better. I honestly do. They're a bunch of old men, and Roger Daltrey has a fucking open heart surgery scar to go down his chest. Roger Daltrey's still an animal, though. Oh, but, like, he's still I, I, sick. I was waiting. I was waiting for it to like really capture the moment. And yeah, it just didn't get me. It's hard. Like Who? I was waiting. You know what I mean? But All like, right. Entwistle and John Moon. The next are, uh, Keith question Moon from Chris is your best revenge stories. Um, I have a really good one here. Okay. okay so, <laughs> uh, one summer, me and my buddy Danny were working at um, a place right on a, a two towns over on Margaret King Ave called Cheeseworks. And this was um, all imported foods, cheeses, uh, okay. all like really expensive shit. A lot of stuff went to bakeries and cooking places that needed to buy in bulk. We're talking they would sell 20-pound bars of chocolate that would go to like bakeries and okay. shit. So there was this kid that worked there, two kids that were from our high school that were a year or two older than us that I didn't, never really cared for, but I'm working with them, and they're friendly enough. And the, they were both absolute losers in high school. Okay. Like, the, the bottom of the barrel losers. L7 weenies? Yeah, just complete losers, but they thought they were cool because they had, like, their own little circle that no one actually no liked. One gave a shit about. So, yeah, you wouldn't piss on them if they're on fire. So, <laughs> this kid, like, he, he was supposed to be training us over the first few weeks, and he starts giving me, like, an attitude. Like, he's kind of, like, getting wise with me because he knew we didn't get along when we were younger. And I'm like, dude, like, you're really going to hold on to shit that I said to you in high school? Right. Whatever. So we're having lunch one day. And mind you, this job is a giant freezer, and there's freezers within freezers, and each one gets colder. Okay. So um, we're sitting there talking, and I said something to him. I, I got wise with him. He leans across the lunch table, and he fucking smacks me in the face. Hard? It was a good, like, 
Yeah, it was good. Like, yeah. I, and I like see red instantly, and Danny like grabs me by the back of the shirt, and I'm like, I'm at work. I'm not getting into a fight. I'm like, all right. I was like, we'll see about this. And the nice thing about this job is that we could come and go as we pleased. Right. Like literally, you could show up at noon and work till six. You could show up at seven and work till two. You could do whatever hours you want. They were 24 hours more or less. So me and Danny decided we were like, we did most of our shit. We've been there for six hours. Like, yo, let's go. It's August. It's fucking 100 degrees outside. I'm like, let's go to the fucking movies or something. Let's go right. check out a movie. So we leave, and I go to leave. We get in my car, and I see my co- this coworker that just smacked me. His car right next to mine, and his window wide open. Okay, <laughs> I had a big fucking foot long Reuben for lunch. <laughs> I literally put my fucking ass in his fucking window. Oh, what did you do? And I took a massive shit on his seat. Jesus, a massive dump. That's uh, like, great. dude, it was fucking gross, and it was the summer, like Yo, August, minging ass shit, dude. Fucking it just shit all over. It. And the next day, they had to talk about closing your windows <laughs> when you come inside, no matter how hot it is. Hey, you gotta close he your window. Thought, hey, he thought an animal got in. So, so the best, <laughs> That's how big the, the shit best was. was. Like a year later, I was with Chuck, Chuck the Caesar and Dan Boyle, and Chuck was driving, uh-huh. and I, I had an ice pop for some reason, and we're, we would always throw things at people as we drive by, yeah. and we're going up, and I see it's the same kid whose window I shit on. <laughs> go Chuck slow down roll down the window I go have a great day and I fucking hit him right in the face of oh the ice pop and drive away Jesus but I mean Christ. yeah for me shitting on the seat of someone's car would kind of have to take the cake that's uh you know that's pretty good it's it do you have a good revenge story? It's not that great, but I mean, it, it mostly has to focus on when I played football back or basketball, really, when I played back in the day. So when like, they used you as the ball. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually skinny back then. No, because uh, like I used to have beef with this kid from Butler all and the you time. Ate it. No, no, and it wasn't. And <laughs> Sorry. no joke. At the time, he was fat. Okay, like legit, right? So we used to talk shit back and forth. These are the MySpace bulletin days. Yeah, sure, sure. And we were talking back and forth, and Butler played Pompton, and it was one of those things. Mm-hmm. I was the biggest kid on my team. He was the biggest kid on his, on his team, so we would fucking beat the fuck. shit out of each other. Oh, f- fight, yeah, sorry. Can I say my thing I, without sorry, you giving I, me I, shit? I, my mind is going to fucking, go of on. Of course, that's fine. <laughs> so we start playing the game, and for whatever reason, like, he's taking cheap shots. He's elbowing me in the chest. He's fucking, he's, like, he spit on me one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Fu- he's fucking going at me hard, right? So I just decide, as he goes up for a rebound, I just... I just back of my hand hit him right in the dick as oh, hard nice, as I can nice. like and that's that's my best revenge story okay. because he went down and then he tried to get up and come back at me and I just stepped out of the way and he fell and he shook the whole fucking gym fair someone <laughs> beefed by the way not me you would know if it was me Oh, Josh, thank you. Good. There's your revenge. Like I said, dude, <laughs> there's your fucking receipt. All right, and the last question from Chris Chris was um, our picks for the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Listen, uh, I don't care, but it's on, that's uh, on you. So Bam Bam Bigelow is definitely going to go in because okay. he's in New Jersey. He's from Jersey. He's been dead for a few years. They only really do one dead guy a year, and frankly, Vader... <laughs> they do, it's true, they no, do one just dead the, just the way, a year. just the way you said it. it was one funny. dead guy? <laughs> one dead guy um, a year. Frankly, Vader and China should both be getting in. Right. China should have been in years ago, so I hope that she is the female pick, even though she's bought the farm years ago um the what is, uh, actually another dead guy's gonna go in because the Hart Foundation's gonna go in Bret Hart Jim the Anvil and Jimmy Hart are gonna go in the whole Hart Foundation yeah those three the original carnation of the Hart so, Foundation so Jimmy like Anvil the Bret Hart like the British no no Bulldog, Jim no. the Anvil Bret Hart Jim the uh Jimmy Hart right that, okay. that was the original tag team the Hart Foundation they're gonna go in for sure they should go in as far as the rest of them it's a really tough class to call I, I don't know like, I can't think of anybody I can't think of who the if, who the marquee is if China is. isn't gonna go in maybe Molly Holly since she inducted Ivory last year. Um, she's worthy, I would say, Molly Holly. If, if Ivory's worthy, so is Molly Holly. Yeah, but every year there's that marquee yeah, star. Last year there's was Goldberg. One guy, yeah. uh, 
Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, Goldberg, Goldberg, uh, Sting when we Sting went, when we went, Sting. You know, so I, I, I can't think. I okay, can't think. then here, here's my idea. Um, Degeneration X, the NWO, one of those. They should be in already, shouldn't they? Yeah. So then makes then, sense. Yeah. So then, if you do, uh, we'll probably I mean, be DX put, before put, NWO. Put an evolution. I know Randy Orton is still competing technically. Make Ric Flair the first three-time Hall of Famer. But if you do, do DX, then you have two multiple so Hall of Famer or one multiple Hall of Famer Rick, again in Shawn Michaels. Rick, yeah. uh, Ric Flair's in as just himself in the Four Horsemen. Yeah, he's he's okay. the only two-time Hall of Famer. Right, okay. You know, um, I would think that uh, if Jeff Hardy wasn't still wrestling, I think that the Hardy Boys would be in this year. Oh, um, um, Edge and, uh, Christian's going to go in this Ed, year. Edge, okay. Christian, Edge is in already, right? Well, Edge is oh, not yet. Well, because Christian's going to go in. Christian yeah. should be in. Well, that for was sure. the big thing yep. because Edge got in before what's his name, Macho Man. Yeah, well, that yeah, was that, because of all the issues right. between. No, Mach, I, I just, uh, I just remember that that was a yeah. big thing. Yeah. One thing that I can say Clay though Poffle is, pissed. I, I've heard this rumor, and I hope it's just a rumor and it doesn't turn out to be true. Okay, if they put Nikki and Brie Bella. In, in the, the fucking Hall well, of Fame. they're Hall of Famers. No, dude, they have to be Hall no, of Fame. No, they're not. How many titles have they won between them? And Nikki broke AJ Lee's run as champion. Yeah. And when you look at the the scope of the women's division, and then the br- the crossover appeal that they have two huge no, shows on. No, e. no, 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 she didn't. Did, didn't uh, didn't Brie lose? No, no, uh, Nikki no. broke the record. No, she broke the record. Well, I, I thought Nikki uh, Nikki didn't get it because Charlotte beat her. I won paper no, like Nikki, four Nikki years got, ago. She got it by like yeah. three days and mm-hmm. then lost it. Oh, that's what it yeah, was. They let okay. her break it. Because I remember there, it was like a timer they, they had. They let her break it shortly after the whole CM Punk fallout. Correct? Yeah. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. And, and they AJ had Lee was just married. started yeah. their. Uh, uh, the doctor just started his uh, lawsuit against correct, the correct, yeah. So, um, no, the Bellas to me are definitely going to be Hall of Famers. They were, if you look at the Divas era of WWE, the Bellas are probably the face of it. Is that not fair to say, Josh? No, that's fair to say. I, I think they have, maybe not now, they should be in at some point. They are Hall of Famers in my eyes. I don't even like them that much, and they should be Hall of Famers, but so should AJ Lee. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Should, yeah. I'm trying to think of other women that they could put in. I'm trying to think of other wrestlers they could put in, like longtime champions. X Pac should be in. One, two, three, kid. Oh yeah. Um, there, there's plenty of guys you could think of from WCW that should be in. Jericho's not with him anymore. You still want to have him involved and steal some of that thunder? Put Jericho in. Yeah. I know they won't do that. Imagine. Of course not. They won't do that. No, no but, way. I mean, Vader should or, should have been in years ago, long time ago. What about Goldust? Goldust should get in. One thousand percent. He is. He is. Easily considered the character that if he wasn't successful, the Attitude Era probably doesn't happen. Yeah. So I would agree entirely with Goldust, and I think he's at his run. And if they're going to let anyone leave and go to AEW from their longtime guys, it should be Goldie, one thousand percent. He's earned it. He's had such a crazy career. When you think about all, remember his stuttering gimmick, he got electrocuted. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I would say I, I don't know who the headliner is going to be. I know they wanted Batista. I don't think that's going to happen because he's filming the Dune remake. Wait, isn't it also like Batista isn't on really on great terms? No, he's with on fine terms with. Now, so I remember that was that was a thing for a he's while. on he's on good terms with them now, and because they he showed up at SmackDown um oh, one thousand it was that yeah. one thousandth episode and they teased a Batista Triple H match, but now they're filming the Dune remake and they couldn't do that. Um, so I could see Batista. I could still see the Undertaker doing it. Honestly. Is the Rock still not in? The Rock is still not in. It's a matter of when he can do okay. it. But he's filming so many fucking movies, and the Rock obviously should be in. All right. So 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 now now that we're, you mentioned the Undertaker, I just want to say because I saw this on Twitter. He's a not going days ago. to AEW. I understand. I understand, but I want to say why is there even remotely speculation? Because because they, he just removed his stuff from there because because who cares? But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like people are just going nuts about it. I yeah, just saw it. I wanted they, to ask. Okay. First know. off. 
I love The Undertaker. I don't ever want to see him wrestle again. And the last thing AEW should do is sign someone like The Undertaker. It's that WCW. match that they did with HBK and Triple H and Kane and Taker was a train wreck. HBK was the best performer in there, and he hadn't wrestled in fucking six years. I mean, that just... I it mean, says a lot about how great he still could why, be. Why, why am I not surprised but do you also not, the Do best. you also ever want to see HBK wrestle without long hair? Not really, He's got no. a buzzed head now. It's weird. All right, next question is from the Non-Mom Happy Hour Podcast. What is your favorite book of all time and why? Um, whoever wants to go first, I have mine already. Honestly, my, mine is going to be Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's not a book. The trilogy, but, I mean, sure, it's sure. just the one volume, whatever. It's just it, it's the most fun I've ever had reading a book. It's probably one of my favorite things ever, and it's one of my favorite movies ever. Sure. Just from top to bottom, Josh? it's my favorite. Uh, my favorite book of all time is Fahrenheit 451 by that, Ray Bradbury. I'm a big Ray Bradbury fan. The I, movie I actually stunk. Yeah, well, the, yeah. I got to read the book. One hundred percent. But the book is the book an is a iconic classic. piece of American literature. Absolutely, I, I highly recommend it to anybody who's never read Michael it. Michael B. Jordan was good in that, and so was Michael Shannon. Everything Michael else Shannon's sucked. fucking great in everything. He, he's just a fucking badass actor. Wasn't Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon was in a movie I just saw. Recently. Yeah, well, the one I gave you last week, Vanilla yeah. Sky. He yeah, was he the was cop that was there in there with him, and he was not, like very young. Now that you say that, yeah, uh, okay. My favorite book of all time, and why? Actually, Taylor brought it up earlier. It's a book by Brian Keene. It's actually two books technically, called The Rising and The City of the Dead. You made me read The yes. Rising. It was um, awesome. So I've made it very clear throughout here. My favorite genre of horror is the zombie genre. Um, but what The Rising and City of the Dead do is they really turn the genre on its head. Instead of it just being the dead are coming back to life and they're walking corpses with no rhyme or reason it, it they're basically talking about the government was experimenting with opening this opening this portal portal called the void and the void is basically purgatory the spot between heaven and hell where lost souls go and now because they open this when anything on earth dies human dog fish bird cat squirrel it gets one of these demons from the void in there and all they simply want to do is destroy everything god created for not giving them judgment and putting them in heaven or hell and the thing is they can access the memories of the body they're in it's a very so, interesting concept. so there's a, there's yeah. a part in the book where this guy is in his bomb shelter with his wife and then his wife says <laughs> i need to go out and find our son i don't know where he is and his wife leaves and she doesn't come back for three days he just assumes she's dead he's sitting and by he's, the radio right he, no no he's in his bomb shelter right he's yeah. sleeping one night and then he all of a sudden hears the buttons on the thing being pressed he's like oh my god she made it back but it was her as a zombie and it could they can speak if the body they're in was a pilot they could fucking fly a plane interesting so there's nothing you could do this book what um it has so much heart because at the end of the day what it's about is about a father going up to try and save his son the father's in virginia his son is in new jersey actually um his son named danny and it's about him trying to get back to his son this book fucked my head up so so much when i read it i remember specifically i read i read the rising pretty much in one day i got the book i went to go to sleep i had like maybe a chapter or two two left in the book and I'm creeped out at this point and I'm falling asleep and I start having a nightmare I open my eyes and I see my reading lamp over my head and it look looked the silhouette of a person and I fucking punched it and cut my hand all up because I hit the fucking light bulb yeah. um, The Rising in the City of the Dead if you've not checked them out um, and you like horror at all I highly highly recommend them and I do hope in the future there's been rumors about movies for years Netflix does it and the same guy that did The Haunting of Hill House Mike Flanagan directs it because cool. I think he could do some really cool things with that story that sounds good to me alright go ahead you can ask the next question um, okay. from the podcast Intrusive Thoughts Intrusive Thoughts Thoughts podcast. We've managed to save playing the Resident uh, Resident Evil 2 remake for this weekend and plan to play it in the dark and s- dark and screaming. Do you guys enjoy playing a scary game? Do you uh, do you have favorites and any special setups for playing? Like lights off, curtain shut, only one night, only, only at night, night. etc. All right, Taylor, why don't so, you answer first? <laughs> so we went over it briefly when uh, when Tyler was here. Yeah. But 
the horror games I could kind of deal with to an extent, um, just because I can control it. I could literally pause it and walk the fuck walk the fuck out if I have to. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, like there was one particular game that I played called Clive Barker's Jericho, and that was probably one of my favorite games that I played in the within the horror genre. Yes, the other one that being, was a creepy ass dude, game. The other Even one within being, you couldn't play. The other being uh, Silent Hill Two. Uh, Silent yeah, Hill yeah, Two yeah. was fucking nuts because it's it's also a classic. I understand and I get the classics. Um, as far as to get the full experience um lights on during the day yes you know what i mean like but it's just one thing i can't like i just can't i can't delve that deep into it so people put, who can I'll do that I, I, I know what your favorite dude, horror game ever is what left for dead it's not dude, even a horror game really. left for dead is 100 percent a horror game actually the fr- I, now i remember dude, the that first game time used to playing make a wall jump you jump like crazy yo Playing, playing, uh, no, was I think it was No Mercy on expert level, yeah, and the, dude, tank, and the tank comes at you in the cornfield. You are running and yeah. screaming hell for yeah. your life, dude. Um, so as far as I go, um, yes, I, it's been clear a couple times to Intrusive Thoughts podcast. Um, I love horror games, uh, I've played a ton of them. Um, I, so yes, I enjoy playing them. Do I have any favorites? Um, the Resident Evil series, the Silent Hill series, the Left 4 Dead series, um, Evil Within is really good. I can tell you one of my favorite s- scary games, Alien moments. Isolation was fun, Alien Isolation was scary, Outlast was scary um, too. so there's a moment in a game that to me is one of the creepiest the biggest jump scares I ever had in a video game was a Playstation 1 game called Dino Crisis Josh do you remember Dino Crisis I remember Dino Crisis and so it was basically nah. playing a Jurassic Park game like you show right. up to a lab it basically picture Resident Evil with dinosaurs kind of thing oh my god so you show up to a lab where there were dinosaurs being exper- they were brought back to life experimented on but everyone's dead and you don't know why Okay. and it's in the first like 10 minutes of the game you're walking down this corridor and a fucking T-Rex just busts through oh. dude it's one of the biggest jump scares I've ever seen in my life the, it's a classic classic moment and as far as how I play them um, yes I like playing at night uh, I like putting on the headphones and doing the audio through the headphones um, that was what's great about Resident Evil 7 it was horrifying when you did that and got the surround sound experience uh, yeah for sure all right. I played Resident Evil Seven in passing, and by me playing it, terrified. I watched. I watched my buddy. I watched Joe Pop play it <laughs> when I was at his house. Literally, I am screaming, "Get the fucking shotgun! Get the fucking shotgun!" And then I realize Horrific. you can't kill the fucking guys. No, no, you can't. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. All right, man. so I can't the next the next question is from the Mouse and Weens podcast. Uh, these two girls are very funny, so make sure you go check them out. What is the first video game you owned? Pokemon Red. First video game I owned that I think I got as a gift was on Sega Genesis, and it was the Lion was King game. I think it was the first game that was like mine because yeah. my brothers had a ton of games that I played. But I remember I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas, and Lion King was the game that came with it. Yeah. And by the way, probably the hardest game I've ever played. You can't get past like the third level on it. The second you're in the elephant graveyard, you're fucked. Dude, you're fucked. Dude, even playing any of those games now, like like they dude, remade Crash Bandicoot. Isn't it amazing how much harder hard. games were back when they were side scrollers? Dude, oh, yeah. dude, it's it's so ridiculous. The hardest game I've ever played in my life is Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, dude, that was for a really Sega hard. Genesis. Dude, the Earthworm Jim games were really hard yep. back in the you day. Know, you know, I used to. I, I like the old school classic games. I I played Contra. Contra, Contra was, was fucking tough. Me- Mega Man was tough. Mega dude, Man Seven. Specifically. One of my favorite games that was hard, but you could play through it was um, Maximum Carnage, the Venom Spider Man oh, yeah. Carnage game was fucking Super phenomenal. Nintendo, right? Ro- Robocop versus yeah. Terminator was dope. Uh, and uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie game was fucking great. That was great. That yeah, was yeah. great when you actually got to be the fucking uh-huh. whatever those dumb things were called. 
buddies. That they, no, that they turn into the big oh, robots. Oh, oh the Zords, called? dude. Oh, sorry. Zords. I don't even know Zords. that. No, I don't but know like, what but the I, I was like the first system I ever had was like really like a Game Boy Color. And that Pokemon was a, Red was the first Game Pokemon, Boy game. No, the first Game Boy game I was had that? was Wario Land. Was Wario Land was great, dude. dude. Yeah, I was all about Wario. I played that, and then I also played well all the Pokemon games I pretty much had. But as far as like my first real console, Nintendo sixty four, either Star Fox sixty four or Banjo Kazooie were like one of my first. Yeah, two. I think the first game I bought with my own money was Shadows of the Empire Star Wars. Shadows that was the, the first one. Great. Like I remember, it was like right after my birthday. The game had just recently come out. It was the most expensive N sixty four game. It was seventy five bucks, and the rest of the N sixty four games were like fifty. To be fair, dude, seventy five bucks probably it's probably still worth it. Brand new in the box, dude. I would pay seventy five dollars for it now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like like we were watching it. It was like a, a couple great. months ago, and it still holds up for sure. All right, next question uh, from the top. This is from Kevin uh, Andrewvert, and he has a few questions. So start from the first one. What move? Uh, what movies have plot holes that ruin the otherwise great right, film? So I actually wrote down a couple plot holes that came off the top of my head. I um, can't think of it. The first no. one is in Batman Begins. Um, the crutch of the movie is that Liam Neeson or Rajal Ghul takes um, a water vaporizer, correct? Yes. And that's what causes the fear toxin. And they say that it takes 75% of water and, or whatever the water source is in the area and turns it into vapor, correct? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that what happens? It, yeah. it, it's supposed to vaporize what, an enemy's what, water supply. What, are, what is it? What are humans made up of 75%? Water, so when they vaporize, <laughs> they should have just had to take it out of them. I never so even thought about that's that. That's a yeah. major one. In <laughs> Everyone a, just blows up. Yeah, in, in, the movie's over. <laughs> um, in the Dark Knight Rises, how the fuck did Bruce get back into Gotham? I still don't know. Yeah, no, I know like, he's Bruce Wayne, so I'm sure he found a way. You but, see him get out and walk into a desert, and then he magically shows up a day later. All right, here's a good one: Independence Day. Okay. Okay. So first where? Off, first where? Off, Come on. Independence Day. What? There's a couple things here. Okay. So they they fly the <laughs> ship. From, that landed in Roswell back in the 60s, right? Uh-huh. Into the fucking thing, okay? Right. You're going to tell me that they didn't pull up in the ship and the aliens were like, that, that model, that's like a fucking Model T. Yeah. It's an old-ass <laughs> model. And they just let him roll. Like, haven't we seen this one? Oh, hey, my we haven't God. seen this, one, this model in years. It's, and then you're going to tell me that the aliens that had this advanced technology to come galaxies away and get them that they got done in by a virus sent on a Mac. Dude, it was like... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Independence no, Day. listen, I, I completely agree with you. How does Windows 98 create a virus? <laughs> no, it was a Mac. Can, it was a Mac. It was a Mac. It was a whatever. Mac was can overthrow an entire alien civilization. Like, it just... I don't know. That's so dumb. Uh, what, I can't. I literally can't think of any plot holes of any movie I can I could think Hold of. Hold on, I had I just, some more. Josh, pull that list back up. I had a couple more. Do you? Um, yeah, yeah, I had a couple more because I, I pick up on these things. Back to the future. Okay, when the, the end of the movie is coming and things are fixed now and life is better, but, uh, Biff is working for his parents, how the fuck do his parents not say? They live through the same thing. You look a lot like this guy, Calvin Klein, that we met. Because <laughs> he looks exactly like well. him. <laughs> think about it. I'm literally telling, like... How did Biff not realize either? This is the guy all, that... The all guy of these that, things that you just said blew my mind. Okay, here's a good one. <laughs> not even thinking In, in The Matrix, it. a cipher played by Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano. Homie. Remember, he plugs into the... He, he's meeting with Agent Smith talking about Isn't giving he the, up Morpheus. He's the one that unplugs them all when they're in yes. the... Yeah. Okay, how did he get plugged into The Matrix without anyone knowing? Well, because doesn't someone have to fucking type, type you in? So didn't they... And they works? could see everything that's happening. They plug right. you in and then they put you where you're going, well, where I was going to say, like, like, how they could read the code as... Keanu's getting exactly. the shit kicked out of him by Morpheus. So like. you're gonna. So who the fuck put him in? Okay, that's that, a good one. I yeah, didn't even think so, about that. Okay, right. so Kevin had another question. Uh, the top five cult movies that are overrated. I don't have a top five, but I can think of a few. Napoleon Dynamite, I like it. Overrated. I like, I like, I like Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it's overrated, though, yeah. I think. Scarface, Scarface overrated. overrated. The Goonies, overrated. Nah. 
Blair Witch Project is horrendously overrated. Horrendously overrated. I, I don't care for Blair Witch. I disagree with the Goonies. I think the Goonies is great. I think I've seen it way too many times. That's probably and part now of it, it doesn't for sure. hold up. I love so it. So, I, I don't know. But the next one he put that I like is um, top five movies that should have a cult following. Um, Foot Fist Way, starring Danny McBride, one of his first movies. Never saw it. Oh, dude, you, it's, it, that's how he got discovered. You would really? love Foot Fist Way. Okay. Um, Windy City Heat should, should one million be. percent have a cult following. Uh, Beer League? Uh, Beer League should. Bronson should. Bronze, Bronson uh, should, for sure. Have you ever seen Once Were Warriors? What? Oh. Once what? Were Warriors is one of the fucking most badass uh, movies. I was gonna say, I mean, like uh, Ip Man. Yeah, that's but that is that kind of has a cult. Does it? Looper should have a cult following. Looper shouldn't even have a cult following. Vanilla, Looper should just have a fucking following. Vanilla Looper's Sky great. should have a cult following. Vanilla Sky. So should. those are a few there. Okay. Um, okay. I agree next with you that. question is from Keith. Who was the better Tony Soprano nemesis, Richie April or Ralph Cifaretto? This is a great question, and I'm gonna go. I don't know. Honestly, you could flip a coin, and they would both be great. I go Richie. I say Ralphie. Um, why do you say Richie, and then I'll give you my point, and then we'll let Taylor decide since he said coin flip. So why do you, you say Richie? So, okay, Let's argue. So I think that if you if you look at, they both fucked Janice. <laughs> <laughs> one got fucked by, by Janice. Janice. Yeah. So, so this isn't my reason. Hit but my dick with a cheese grater. Tony had one of my favorite lines in the entire series when he got pissed off at Richie. Uh, he meets him in the Wayne Town Center <laughs> yeah, Mall, dude. and he says to him, "Don't you forget, I'm, I'm the, the motherfucking fucking one that calls dude, that's the shots." One of my favorite lines ever. Yep. When I was watching it recently, I said the same. That was thing right when Richie got out of jail, right? Yeah. When he started, uh, when he took out Beansy. Yeah. Right. When he took out Beansy. Yeah. yeah. When he ran him over with the car. Um, <laughs> so put okay, him in so the fucking you're saying it just because of that line. No, 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 not just because of that line. But so why I is mean, he the better nemesis? Though I think that. So Ralphie got under Tony's skin for a lot of reasons, but I think that Tony, on a certain level that Tony respected him because he made money no I think that Tony on a certain level with Richie was threatened by him sure sure because he's from the old guard they ran things differently and I I think that's a good point now can I tell you why I think Ralphie is the worst nemesis because the things Ralphie did that got Tony the most heated were the things that are the same reason why he's in psychology and okay. he goes to a psychiatrist. He abuses the animals, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, He's getting fucked in the ass, which is obviously a big no-no in his <laughs> world, chance. right? Yeah. There's all these things. He killed a girl, that, and then it instantly that made him think brutal. of Meadow that was when brutal. he killed the stripper. Oh, and I think that Tony is at his worst when he's operating on emotions. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Ralphie toyed with Tony Soprano's emotions more than Richie did. Richie made him angry because Richie was trying to operate old. So you have a point in that sense. But I think as far as being the more dangerous nemesis, I mean, better, da- more dangerous, I think Ralphie was more dangerous because he was a bit more unpredictable than Richie. Richie you kind of see coming, and people were also working against Richie. Ralphie, to this day on the show, they don't know who what actually happened to Ralphie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So They made it look like New York did it because of the Ginny Sex 90-pound mole on her ass. That's, getting removed. That, um, was that is a really, really good question. I mean, uh, honestly, listen. I think the, the biggest nemesis is still Phil Leotardo, oh, right. without question. Yeah, Phil was a motherfucker. But, but if I had to pick, now that I've heard kind of both sides, I think you're both right. I think Richie served his purpose, and I think he did what he had to do. Also, because when he fucked Janice, had a gun to her head. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. You, know what I mean? like, you should be the boss. But, you but, should be the boss. But, but the truth is, like Richie, to, to me, was more of like a, like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Whereas Ralphie was... 
Ralphie an actual at, problem. Ralphie grinded at every fiber of Tony not that was to, there. Not to mention, even after they killed him, hilarious. Pulled his wig off. Motherfucker's ball. <laughs> <laughs> they think someone comes inside, it's the bowling ball rolling down. <laughs> it's so... But it, if I had to pick, honestly, it's Ralph. And, yeah. and what puts it over the top is the way he killed the stripper. Yeah. It was and, absolutely and then when they, brutal. At the end of the episode, when they show... But you're both it's, right. it's an episode or two later. I don't Tony, think there's a wrong when answer. When Tony's staring at Meadow, and he stinks back to the stripper, Tracy, yeah. he's like, my daughter was pretty much that age. Dude. I think that the, what he did to Tony's psyche made him a better nemesis. But that's a great question. I, I honestly think there isn't there isn't a wrong answer. <laughs> Can you ask the next question? From uh, Tony... Was, was Tony Ralph. Tony Ralph. Dan, quick question. The fuck, bro? <laughs> Uh, Tony, so Tony is one of my favorite people I've ever talked to but never met. Um, okay. I don't know what to say, what the fuck. Um, but he told told me once that he hopes I, um, he said he was going to stick a piece of cheese in my pee hole and then let a mouse eat the cheese. Wow. Um, so I don't know. What a great guy. All right. This is from uh, Tom Chak. I'm going to ask you. Um, will Taylor become a professional wrestler? Now, to, to say that I haven't <laughs> at least thought about the it. Big slow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Mentally, I meant. So I, I think. Oh, fuck you for the next question, whoever you are. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I legitimately thought about it. I'm not going to lie. And then I waited about 15 minutes until that thought went away. And no, I will not become a professional. All right, wrestler. Josh, can you ask that the next question though. from, uh, and read the username too, under Tony Ralph. <laughs> sure. Uh, from Brand Donkey Bro. How many sittings would it take for Taylor to eat Bartolo Cologne? <laughs> so, Wait, when he sent the question, he spelt it like Cologne, you spread it yourself. <laughs> Cologne. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this in two parts. One. Fuck you. How many sittings? And two, none. Because I don't fucking. But if eat you had people. to, if you had to eat him, I can't think of a. I can't think of a situation where I would have you're, to. You're eat on a plane with Bartolo Cologne. What? The plane crashes on an island, uh -huh. and only you two survive. Uh huh. But he's severely hurt and is about to die. He dies, and you have to eat, eat him within minutes of that. How many sittings? Minimum ten. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ten to eat Bartolo Cologne. Take right. a while. All right, from Alexis Foster. I love Bartolo. Uh, how never. do you feel about people who write restaurant reviews, and do you take the time to write them yourselves? No, because I have I have better things to do in my fucking so, life. So, um, I mean, I think if you, I think this is the truth with reviews online in general. For the most part, people only feel compelled to Yelpers. write reviews in bad experiences more often. Yelpers. Than not. Yeah, oh my Yelpers. god, the Yelpers. Um, so get out of here. I, I mean, if you, I mean, if that's your job, get, get a fucking if you, job. If you're a real job, if you write a review about every restaurant you go to, you're an asshole. I think I've written one in my life. And it was one in Sparta that we actually found out after the fact, after I, I ripped on them on, uh -huh. on Yelp, on their website, on Facebook, <laughs> that Finn's girlfriend's like the manager there. Oh, my God. So it was like the worst service I ever had. I didn't even order food because they I was angry about how long it took to get our drinks. Right. So when we were leaving, um, there, whoever was driving goes to me like, Dan, yell something out the window. I'm like, all right. A log bar! A log bar! <laughs> this restaurant supports ISIS! A log bar! <laughs> I just wanted to see people I'd, drop. I never wrote a bad review, honestly. I just talked shit to the people in the sure, restaurant. Sure, sure. Like, I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure Josh was there. It was when we went there, we went to Applebee's for half-off appetizers after work one night, and the appetizers took over an hour to come out. Right? I remember this. So, all, so <laughs> I got so fucking pissed, I walked right into the kitchen, put both my arms out, and go, what the He's fuck? He's not exaggerating. I, I believe he it. He really fucking did it. I was like, where are you going? The kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was I was like, because, because we were regulars, and because a lot of us at the time weren't 21, so we so we had to go. That's the place where we oh, could go God, and hang it's out so sad. This isn't even a restaurant store, but it was a wedding I was at a few months back. Some kid that I know sh showed up to the wedding with like a gallon of Hawaiian punch, <laughs> and they took it Why? from him, and they're like, we're going to put it in the kitchen. So then the reception starts, and he's hammered, and we're people are convincing him. Why did him. he bring his own Hawaiian punch? Fudge and Finn are both convincing him to go get your Hawaiian punch. So he walks in the kitchen. Where's my 
fucking Hawaiian punch. <laughs> I do like Hawaiian punch. I, I, dude, I've done stuff like that all the time. Like, I remember I brought a girl on a date to a really nice restaurant. It took way too long. So I walk up to my waiter and I go, listen, if this takes any, if this takes another 15 or 20 minutes, fuck you and yeah, fuck your that's tip. that's totally serious. All like, right, the next question, go ahead. That's you. That's a typo, I think. Uh, well, I know. If, you know. Are there movies, music, etc., that you loved once but found might not hold up over time? Yes. There's definitely movies Absolutely. that don't hold up over time. One, um, if I could think of one right off the top of my head, music-wise, it's a band that I used to really, really like, and now oh, I, I don't got anymore. I got a, a it's band. actually a band called Cartel. Cartel. Oh, I was actually going to say them, too. Dude, Cartel. Cartel used to be they, great, and then they just I got it another doesn't one from age the, well. the same realm. If yeah. they came out now, I would never listen to them, was Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yes, when they came on the scene, they were dope. Dude, their first album... Uh, don't you fake it yeah. is incredible. Yeah, but, but listen if it to came it now, out now dude. Like I still no like Dan way. Regret. I like Face Down. But like my your guardian angel is fucking fruity. Um, dude, false pretenses. Yeah. yeah, false pretense is an amazing fucking song. Yeah, dude. Did, I don't tell like, me it's broken. I, no, it's fine. All right, good. Fine enough. It's not great. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. But yeah, no, for sure. And then if I had to pick a movie, movie I have to think about a movie that didn't age well okay. because okay. of the effects or something. I mean, just in general, did I, age I, well? I can think the, of one because I loved it. Aged very well. I loved it when I was a kid because me and my grandfather loved like World War II or like war, war movies like that. I used to love the movie Enemy at the Gates. Oh, and it aged horribly. Dude, it aged like milk. It's te- like milk. Yeah, I remember it's that one. terrible. That's not now. a very I good one. Let me think about one that didn't where, age well. well or, or a movie that's aged like a fine wine because I'm looking at it through beer goggles is always going to be Twister. No matter Twister's what anything. Always, Twister's one of the five greatest cinematic films in American history. Yes, it is. So you can't even argue that. Everyone go but fuck A, a movie that didn't age well. I know I have a bunch of them where they like you watch it and you're like, ooh, this has not really done well hmm. over time. I'm trying to think of another one. And I can't think of any off the top of my fucking head, which and, is fucking uh, weird. Because there, there might be a ton. Like, I bet you if I went through all the movies I own, I'd be like, oh, that didn't age well, that didn't age well, I, that didn't age well. I remember there was this mo- there was this really fucking stupid movie I watched. It was on TBS one night. It was like Cruel Intentions or something like that. Um, okay, I, I I agree, actually, on Cruel Intentions. did not age particularly well, but you have to understand when that came out, you were a little too young. When that came out, when Josh and I were, what, maybe I don't know like what the 10, fuck I was even years old, watching, dude. Was, it was like the hottest fucking movie at the time. Right. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar was a fucking 10 at the time and shit. I or, do agree that didn't age particularly... Okay, here's one that didn't age well. Good Burger the fir- didn't the, age the, well. The first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire did not age well. Okay, yeah, for that sure. That one did not age well. The effects don't uh, look very good. It's good, still a good movie. Go, uh, good Burger didn't age well. Good Burger didn't come out well. <laughs> <laughs> when you were a kid, sure, it's fine. No, I'm just saying, like, it's just funny. Sinbad, Sinbad's in it. Oh, dude. Fucking All stinks. right, and the last question. This is from the same woman that asked us the dementia question last week. Oh, my God. Uh, the uh, Jennifer, Fade, Jennifer Fading Memories podcast. <laughs> um, but this is actually a good question. Uh, life question for debate. Why do humans twist tragedy around and make something good from it? Why can't we just wallow? Um, I think it's, okay. So when you say wallow, you're saying like wallow in the misery. Yeah, like why can't we just accept things as they come and we have to twist it into a news story or a movie or something? Like when I see movies like that Patriots Day that came out, Mark Wahlberg, the Boston so, Marathon bombing happened like three years, three years prior. Pri- yeah. So as far as why I agree they that made, we, they made the the World Trade Center movie with Nicolas Cage not too long ago. There United, were like there were like three or four you, you, September not, 11th United, United ninety three yeah. World Trade Center. Um, there was one with Robert Pattinson that was a secret nine eleven movie called. Remember me, I think. Yeah. Where at the end it was him dude, on the ta- on tower. Two. Dude, dude. Uh, Mark Wahlberg made two movies back to back. One of them was Patriots Day, and one was Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like about um, so crazy shit like that. Why do we have to twist it? Because I think. Deepwater Horizon. I think, cool. Okay, so th- this is what I'll. Uh, this is the easiest thing to explain. Why can't? Why do we have to twist it? Is because in tragedy, when events happen, whether it's um something like nine eleven, whether it's something like the Boston Marathon bombing, a, a shooting. 
it, it's the ultimate sense of losing control on a situation. We have no control over what happened. There's no way to predict these things from ha- predict these things are going to happen, and no way to do anything after it happens. So when we twist it, it's a way for humans and their natural nature to feel like they're taking back control of the situation. Yeah. Why can't we just wallow in it? It's because the one instinct that humans hate losing the most of is control. That's why your cancer patient that has lung cancer and knows they're going to die and three months is going to keep smoking because it feels like this is a thing they can still control in their lives. So it, it's a very tough subject, but I think it, it ultimately, and it's the same reason why conspiracy, it's an, it's an amazing it's the same reason conspiracy theories come up around any kind of event that happened. Mm-hmm. It's because people feel like there's no way that could possibly happen. So it has to be something else. And it's because people feel like they can't control the situation. I mean, it's very much like a scene out of a few good men. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, exactly. You, know I mean? you so can't handle wanna, it. Sometimes so people want to make it shit. Heat. Not to say that there aren't conspiracies that For happen. Sure, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, disputing that there, there's a possibility on cover-ups and, and crimes that led to these things and um, whether you believe crisis actors or not, whatever. But the reason they, they stem is because of a lack of control that people feel. Right. No, listen, and I completely agree. I mean, I, just for me, I, at least on a personal level, when something bad happens, at least I've learned to not wallow in it because you also have to take... Because again, then then you're letting the, the, the depression, the sadness take control of your life and it goes right into what you said. I hate that feeling of losing Correct. the uh, control. And, and in order for me to do that, I have to try to find a positive out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, that's the same and, thing. Specifically with the Boston Marathon bombing, look what happened. How much did the Boston PD go out of their way and find this guy? I don't know. They they, they shut down the entire city. They did their job to a T. And they did an amazing job. So yeah, what did they absolutely. do? They stepped up when they needed to. So that's Correct. why you can't sit back and wow, well, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. Yeah. You have to I, but, act but, and take but, initiative. So, uh, but, uh, let me let me argue. Why can't we just wallow in it? I think that they're, that's part of the problem, though, is that we don't take any time to wallow in it. I think that there, there'd be a better understanding of situations if people said, slow down, look at what just happened, look at this thing that happened. And realize that it's okay to feel. It's okay to be bummed out. It's okay to be depressed. I don't. Th- I don't think it's normal after something horrific happens, whether it's uh, an international, tr- a tragic event, a or natural a pers- disaster, or thing. a personal event. I don't think it's normal to say, "Oh yeah, well, well, life goes on." No, it, it's. I, I tell people. I, I've had some friends recently that lost uh, family members, that lost significant others, and I tell them like, to me, it'd be weird if you weren't wallowing in it. I, I think that you're supposed to. I think right. it gives you a better understanding and appreciate, and it helps you appreciate what you lost more. Well, again, I'm 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 also not I'm not discrediting what you're saying. Sure. I'm just saying everyone deals with tragedy differently. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And if that's part of your coping yeah. mechanism, then obviously, listen, do do what feels comfortable to you and do what's going to help you get through it. You know I what agree, I mean? I agree. I'm, I'm in no way taking away that from Correct. anyone because, like I said, everyone's different. Yeah, I just. That's how I always speak about me. That's how I. That's how I deal with it. Yeah. But I think you're 100 percent right. People should wallow to an extent yeah. to understand. I think what they happened. have to. I think they have to. I to, think to get a full grasp of the situation, there, you need to see no both sides of, of it. There's no way of learning from a situation or learning about yourself in a situation if you don't take the time to actually let it let the dust settle inside your heart and your mind. It's just it's not possible. And this is surely personally from personal experience, obviously. Yeah. But I, I've seen enough in my life to understand that the people that rush out and jump back to it never properly grieve or learn from it. And then when the next time something goes down, they're in the same boat and eventually it's just like a, a, a balloon you keep filling up until it bursts. Right. So that's where I'm going to leave that. Yeah, and with that, uh, we are wrapped up on episode 39 of You Watch, I Listen. Are we going to do a hot take or what? Oh, duh. Come on, Hot dude. take. Hot All right. take. Do you have a hot take? 
Actually, no, I don't. I oh, got okay. I I to find I one. I have one. Do you? I have one. Okay. okay, so while I did not watch the Super Bowl, I know who won Super Bowl MVP, and that was none other than Patriots wide receiver Julian, Julian Edelman. Edelman. And a very um, ferocious debate has started up about if Julian Edelman ah. is a Hall of Famer. I And let no. me tell you, no. if you think Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer, you are one stupid fucking Asshole. He's not even close. No, he's not. Dude, Josh, pull up um pull, uh, pull up his stats. Pull up his stats. Yeah, pull and up his career stats. Have, okay. There is an element of including his postseason numbers. He's number two in postseason receptions. He's number two in postseason receiving yards to but Jerry I, Rice but, only. But but you can't sit there and say that Julian Edelman like wins and losses count. That's what of some course. people are okay, saying. So, which is so let me go over his numbers here. Scroll down to the bottom. His Let's career uh, right here, right? So okay, yeah, career. Here we go, right at the top. Okay, so in his career in 115 games. He has 499 receptions, 5,390 receiving yards, 10.8 um, yards per uh, averaging 10.8 yards per reception, per reception, <laughs> only 30 touchdowns. I, listen, it's it's a solid and a very good career. Yes, is it a Hall of Fame career? No. So no. let me pull up a, a Josh on this, another tab. Pull up Lynn Swan uh, stats. Okay, Lynn Swan Hall of Famer. I think it took him about twenty one years from the time he retired to get in the Hall of Fame. And Lynn Swan played in an era that was much harder for receivers to stand out. Oh, for There's sure. There's very few receivers from that era even in the Hall of Fame. Is someone's phone vibrating? Yes, I think it's Josh's. <laughs> it's vibrating on there. So Lynn Swan stats um, in 116 games. So he's played less than Julian Edelman yeah. in games, right? Uh, he has 336 receptions, less receptions. Uh-huh. Okay, 5,462 yards. yards, more yards. He's averaging way more yards per reception at 16.3. He's, he's got 31 one touchdowns. 21, 21, more, 21 more touchdowns. Julian Edelman is a very good receiver. And then I, people said, well, did you see a Super Bowl? Well, no, mm-hmm. first of all, I did not see a Super Bowl. Scroll down but, a little bit, Josh. What are you looking at? I'm trying to see how many. He does, I don't think he has a 1,000-yard res- receiving season. No, right? and Julian Edelman only has two. Well, yeah, that's and not And when a you lot. think about it, Lynn Swan played in He's one of the most iconic catches in uh, Super Bowl Is that history. the juggling catch the where he fell down? The reception, yeah. No, that was so, Franco but, Harris. Sorry, I, he, but Lynn Swan was part of it. It was, was he? Two, it was because it, it bounced up and Lynn oh. Swan caught it and took off with it. No, oh, no Franco Lynn Harris Swan dropped it and took off. No, with Franco. It. Me. Uh, Lynn Swan caught Correct. it over Jack Tatum. Correct. Um, so when you look at Julian Edelman numbers, he's not even a top ten all time slot receiver. No, Here's he's another not. one, Josh. Pull up Wes Welker. Wes Welker. See, I think Wes Welker is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a better case than Julian Edelman I does. I don't know, dude. Wes Welker. I think I, he he's, could be a Hall of Famer at the end of his eligibility. You know what I mean? Like at some point. So here, here we go at the top. 160 games, 903 receptions, 9,924 receiving yards, 11 yards per reception, 50 touchdowns. He, um, it's it's not even close. Wes Welker was a significantly better receiver. He also doesn't have a PED suspension under his belt. He has three consecutive seasons of 100 plus catches, or 100 plus catches, and he has five seasons of over 100 catches and five seasons of over a thousand yards receiving. Correct. So I, I think that. Wes Welker could be. He might not, but could be. He, yes. it's gonna be. I don't think Julian Edelman is. He's not no. even close. No, no, no. He's, no, no. The idea that people think that he's had even close to a Hall of Fame career no. because he has the postseason numbers, I'm sorry. He doesn't. You could still be. Okay, so here's my question. Someone said, well, did you see what he did in the Super Bowl? I said, no, well, he didn't, but I he, know what he did. Here's he, my had a, he had a if, good game. If we're basing off Super Bowl, and I got another player for you. Okay. I'm thinking of another Super Bowl MVP. Wide receiver, mm-hmm. Santonio Holmes. Pull up Santonio Holmes' number. Yeah, that's One of the most iconic Super Bowl, Bowl catches, catches ever. Yeah. So let's see Santonio Holmes' career stats. Big Ben three and, and we, we agree oh, wholeheartedly shit. that Santonio Holmes is not a Hall of Famer. Correct? No, not at all. Okay. So he Good has career. 100, 112 games. Okay. 
He has 389 receptions. Ten, ten, le- Jets, ten less than Julian Edelman does. Yeah. He has 6,030 yards more than Julian Edelman does. 15.5 yards per reception more than Julian Edelman. And he has 36 30, touchdowns. Yeah, six, it's going to take Julian Edelman four seasons to get 36 touchdowns total in his career that, at 30. That's a lot. Yeah. So don't even give me the idea oh. in your fucking head that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. He shouldn't even sniff the Hall of Fame. Nah. And it would completely degrade the Hall of Fame if he ever made it. I think I think Julian Edelman is a good player. I think I think he's, he's worked would, out a perfect niche. He's a great player. No, but there's been plenty of great players that are not Hall of Fame players. Yeah, well, I listen. I agree with you. I think he's found his perfect little niche. Sure. And I think they. Chad found, Johnson was a better. Re- oh, here's a, pull up Chad he, Johnson. No, pull up TJ Hushmanzada. How about that? Uh, let's see, I just want to see Chad Johnson, a true number one. If you want to see his numbers and tell me if Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, and don't throw the postseason stats at me. Is, is Chad Johnson not in the Hall of Fame? Chad Johnson's not in the Hall of Fame. He'll never sniff the Hall of Fame. Uh, really? 766 receptions, 11,059 11, receiving yards, 14.4 yards per reception, 67 touchdowns. He will never come close to the Hall of Six Fame. Six consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Chad Johnson was an animal, and he'll never see the Hall of Fame. The, the best footwork I've ever seen from a wide receiver He's one of the greatest ever. route runners in ever. NFL history, and he will never see the Hall of Fame. Why is so that? So tell me why Julian... Because receivers, he doesn't have even close to the receiving yards to get into the Hall of Fame. Look how long it took... Dude, Marvin well, Harrison to get in first ballot. Uh, Randy Moss didn't get in first ballot. Terrell, well, uh, Terrell well, Owens didn't well, I mean, get in first if, ballot. If that's Chris the case, Carter, look how long it took Chris Carter to get in. And he has the most sure hands in NFL Amari history. Amari Toomer, that's a great example. Yeah, okay. That's, Amari yeah. Toomer to compare to Julian Edelman. Well, I was going to say the other one too. I mean, like, I, I think Rod Stewart. Amari Toomer in his career. Rod Stewart. Rod Smith. Wake up, Maggie. Stupid. Rod Smith. Amari Toomer, all-time great giant receiver. 190 games in his career. 658 receptions. 9,046 9,497 receiving yards, 14.2 yards per reception, 54 touchdowns, significantly better statistical career than Julian Edelman. Very much so. Has at least yeah. has one Super Bowl to his credit. No Super Bowl MVPs, to be fair. But, again, we're not basing Super Bowl MVPs on who gets in the Hall of Fame. No. I'm not basing postseason stats entirely. It just doesn't work that way. And it, the fact that people want to tell me, and it's, it's upsetting because one of my favorite people is the one that started the campaign, and it was Bruno right. Esiason that said he should be a Hall of Famer because of what he's done in the postseason. But you can acknowledge a guy. They're, they're, they need to make something for just stupid fans called the Hall of Very Good, and put those guys in there. Yeah, the, that, whole, the Hall, the hall of Very good. good. Yeah, but, the yeah. Hall of Great Career. That's yeah, what I said. I agree. So that's my hot take. If you think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, fuck you. So I mean, you're very much right, and I completely agree with you. I'm he's, always he's right. Not, no, wait, could you repeat that again? I said no. You're right on this particular instance. Okay, yes, I'm right. Who, um, who is it's right? not. It's not. You're. <laughs> it's not exactly a hot take, but um, for people that aren't aware. Uh, Michael Bond, formerly of the band Issues, is coming out with new music. He's coming out? Congrats. For once, I would like to just say sorry. that you being I, a total jerk. I'm sorry, I thought I was talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, Michael Bond, formerly of Issues, who got fired from Issues about nine months ago, is coming out with a new uh, coming out with a new band. Can I ask why he got fired? Uh, the the It hasn't been fully explained, and I, I take a lot of credit with Tyler Carter, the frontman of Issues, and Michael Bond, former uh, screamer, because they did like kind of a Chester and Mike Shinoda type thing, sure, where Chester would sure. scream. One was good, and the other one just mumbled. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> But uh, but Tyler, but Tyler Carter, from what I understand, he got fired because the band the band issues was going in another musical direction, and they kicked Michael Bond out. So Michael Bond comes back with a new band called Wild Heart, and I believe they're going to drop music this uh, this year. Okay, it's only nine months uh, nine months removed from when he was fired from the band, and Issues was huge within mm-hmm. the scene, from their first EP Black Diamonds to their. Uh, I definitely saw them open for someone at some point. I don't remember who. But... I listen. Uh, I just I just know for a fact I know Kaluchi's very much into them, so I know you've definitely heard Kaluchi's them. Kaluchi's into a lot of things that I'm not. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm saying, but like, but like, we've def- you've definitely heard the band in passing. No, I've definitely heard them before. But I, it's, I'm just very happy that Michael Bond is finally coming out with new music. If someone deserves it, it's him. Are you he's in wor- trouble, Josh? No. He, he's worked his way up, and he's finally gonna he's gonna be Good the frontman of his own band. So I'm just very happy. Cool. And I I made a little tweet, and he liked it on Twitter. That right. was pretty and, cool. And so Josh, the I can't wait. Do you have a, a hot take? I have a hot take this sure. week. Sure. Uh, hey. So, oh wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Mm, Matt Ryan sucks. Go that fuck is, yourself. That's a good hot take. I'm gonna keep saying it. Okay. All right. So overrated. I am not a. Uh, I'm not a baseball purist like Dan is. Okay. But I want to punch Taylor in the face because he's an asshole. It's a lot of face to him. But recently, Sorry. Hal Steinbrenner came out and he said. You know, I've heard a lot of Hal things. Hal Steinbrenner or Hal Steinbrenner? Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner. He said Hal Steinbrenner came out. So congratulations <laughs> to, the to Michael Bond and uh, Hal I Steinbrenner. I want to state that it was not Dan Perosi or Taylor Micah that said Hal Steinbrenner is out of the closet. <laughs> it was Josh Marcella. Josh, go on. <laughs> so Hal Steinbrenner comes out and he does an interview and he says, you know, I've heard a lot of things, the fans saying that we haven't, yeah, we haven't done enough. Spending money. We haven't done yeah, enough yeah. this offseason. We haven't spent enough of money. Um, and then a couple of days later it comes out. It leaks. The Yankees have offered Manny Machado Was it a seven-year, okay. $220 million contract. <sighs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go any further, is it confirmed it was Manny? Because okay. all, I, I, all I saw in the tweet was that a high-profile gold glove infielder was offered okay, a big significant out. I money. can actually clarify Who else would all that this be? now. Because not Nolan the, the, the first time I saw the article, uh, Nolan Arenado is getting signed long term by the Rockies. Oh, he is with, within the next month or so. Oh, so let me let me clarify this. Um, the first time I saw the article get posted, it was one from those clickbait sports websites. I believe Twelve Up yeah. posted it. Was that where you saw it at first about Manny Machado? Yeah. That okay. So they they cited that someone said this, and it was actually Jim Duquette, former GM in baseball, former player as well. And Jim Duquette actually called into the fan this afternoon and said that I never said I heard that. I said I heard through the grapevine that it's possible the Yankees offered a gold glove infielder seven years, seven, eight years, $220 million. That's exactly what it says here on Twitter. Uh, uh, Andy, Andy Martino said, uh, reported Yankee, he didn't. Yankees are still engaged, but, they're, uh, but, uh, but Jim didn't claim to have the offer. Correct. So yeah. it, clickbait is what it sounds like. Yeah. But I, I agree that in overall in baseball as a whole, if your point is that teams aren't spending what they should be able to, specifically teams like the Yankees, even though they have one of the highest payrolls, could they be spending more? Certainly. Dude, it's Certainly, every, without it's question. literally everywhere. Could, every team could be spending more, for that matter. Which is, And there's still great players, like Manny Machado, like Bryce Harper. There's a ton of good players still on sign. Uh, Utility players still unsigned, and what that's going to lead to when the next when the CBA is up, it, there's one thousand percent. I'll I'll mark this down right here. Remember the fucking date, March, March, February 9th, Um, there's going to be a lockout the next CBA because you would think, right? No, well, what's happening is the teams are making more money than ever. The revenues are higher and higher, and they're giving less of a percentage than ever to players. And what's going to happen is they're going to put in a, a rule on the new CBA that teams have to spend this percentage of the revenue collectively agreed upon. So that's what's going to happen. Um, but if your sentiment is that the Yankees shouldn't have an issue giving a, a player like Manny Machado a contract, um, they shouldn't. But I understand the Yankees' reservations I don't think they need after what they, what, what they went through with the end of the A-Rod contract. Well, what I'm and trying to get at is Giancarlo not Stanton so much... Now. That uh, they should just get out there and they should spend a bunch of money. To me, it just seems a little bit strange that days after Steinbrenner says, 
That just uh, le- leaks out. That just leaks out. It just seems to me like they're trying to Michael Turner was create signing. the appearance Illusion. that they're going to go out and they're going to offer contracts. And they're not. When they're not really, because we, I think that it, it, we know that there are about three or four other teams that have offered Machado sure, contracts sure. at, at mystery teams the at higher team. rates of pay. More years, maybe. Not so even if high. you're if you're Hal Steinbrenner and you're saying, well, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to make the 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 contract offers that are best for the team, and then you go out and you try to sign somebody less than other sure. teams are trying to sign them at. Sure, it, it just seems like you're trying to play your fans. Well, the Yankees are great at playing their fans because, unfortunately, as you know, a large bulk of Yankee fans are stupid. Yeah. They just see pinstripe. No, it's true. No, I oh, understand. I'm just saying. Last year, like, when they signed Stanton, when they got Stanton. Dude, Stan, the first two weeks, they're like, this guy sucks. Well, blah, it's not blah, even that. When they got Stanton, I said, I said that that's cool. And I go, yeah, but you're still not better than the Red Sox. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? We uh, we beat him in the, the, we got one game from the World Series. It's like, yeah, you didn't have pitching. And who's, is he And to be fair, you? no one expected the Yankees to get that far. No, last, of course that, not. That, that was year, a surprising anyway. year. Yeah, that was That great. was a, a surprise year. And what was last year, by all accounts, was a letdown year. By every single account. So, and again, even if they got me. Machado. It does not improve their pitching. I know it gives them more ammo to make a trade, but trades aren't happening at this point. Not until the deadline, and then you're going to have too many guys. I know it's a good problem to have, but players like Manny Machado, like Miguel Andujar, they are rhythm players. They go on hot streaks. They get hot, they get cold. Giancarlo Stan, he gets cold, and then he's hot for a fucking three-week tear. But... It, part of the problem why the Yankees don't want to give out contracts is because of how bad the end of the A-Rod contract was. The issues they had with Jeter at the end of his, with his contract. Didn't A-Rod now, opt out and like re-sign for more money? Was, is that how that <laughs> like went? Three times yeah. to the yeah, Yankees. No, I'm saying like I remember the big yeah. one like when they first traded for him they Correct. signed the big... Yeah, that's the one yeah, I remember. Yeah. But it, it's... Uh, I don't know. I... They, the Yankees, they're, they're, they're not better than the Red Sox until they win the division over the Red Sox, and I, they are yet to do that. I personally believe the Yankees don't need them. I think they have young players, and they, they have they, less they, money. They, 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 have, they have pitching. Dude, they have better value on the team than they a Manny still, Machado. They you still, know what I mean? Like, well, absolutely, because they have guys that put up similar numbers to what and Machado and they're, does. They're not paying them Andujar, shit compared to Andujar Manny Machado. Andujar last year put up numbers that are equivalent to the best years of Manny Machado. Offensively, he's not as good defensively, without question. The, the, I will never deny that. But yeah. he will be a better power hitter than... Manny Machado, and Machado is a better fit for the Yankees than Bryce Harper, but I don't think they need I mean, either of them. They need a, a true well, ace. They still don't have an ace. I was going to say the other thing, too, is that, like, I mean, it's no secret that Machado kind of has an attitude, and obviously New York, well, obviously, get, in New York, he's going to get, to- like, if he had an issue, and, he's, and, he, and he just clipped the, the dude from the Brewers, and that started something if that small, happened, if that blew, if that happens in New York, yeah, like, I mean, the same thing with Bryce, you know what I mean? Well, like, Bryce the New York is media, sensitive. That's well, Bryce's yeah. problem. Well, that's, like, the New York media is so good at, like, blowing up stories well, that aren't good, nearly as Getting in players' heads, yeah, for sure. And and like I have, like I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Machado needs to come here and or come c- go to the Yankees. And I really I don't, don't think, think the Yankees, the Yankees need, him. need him. Yeah, they don't more need so. him. I, you I know think, what I mean? I if he both, goes for money, that's one. I think thing. both Manny and Bryce, um, the biggest mistakes that Bryce especially. He would get eaten alive in Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. The best fit for him, San Francisco. Um, I know the Padres were looking at him. Low key, very loyal fans. That would say even go to the Dodgers, man. I wouldn't. Not even the 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 Giants. He would hit fifty doubles a year in that gigantic park. He wouldn't have to pull the ball every time like he tries doing. Because if if the Giants would go back to the World Series every other year, if Bryce Harper went to the Yankees, he would turn into a two twenty hitter with thirty to forty home runs and a hundred RBIs and two hundred strikeouts a year. Oh, it's actually kind of what his career is now. Anyway, yeah, but like, that doesn't sound too much of a deviation <laughs> right, from whatever so, he is. 
again, this was episode 39 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, we are about ready to go up and fill, uh, record with Fudge and Fins. Hashtag cannot, Shots for Likes podcast. I cannot wait. Check us out on that as yeah, soon as that comes out. Yeah, you'll be able to check us out. We'll be plugging them on there uh, on our website. Again, if you uh, want to listen to any other episodes previously, send us some questions. If you want some stickers, uh, shoot me a DM on Twitter or go to youwatchilisten.com and you can find every episode we've ever done. So. All right, now listen, man. I, I uh, we really appreciate it, but yeah, like I said, DM me if you need stickers too. You know, what yeah. I mean? I'm a part of this shit too. Taylor <laughs> underscore Matchka. Yeah, match. Uh, that's how it's spelled. So <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Later. Peace.